open up the app and the music appears But you don't see the hard work, blood, sweat, tears Three minute videos, days spent filming those Airports, sound check, live shows, studios, managers, promoters Labels, graphic design, there's a lifetime behind every rhyme Victory, failure, profit and the cost If we don't pass it on, then the history is lost Want an album review? Then you're paying for ads You want a half-page story? Cost you double for that And the radio's the same, gotta show them the money Cause they shelter and their listeners like bad boy Bubby Ignorance is bliss, but it isn't if you're missing the foundation That's why we had this conversation You wanna know the real deal? Here it is you're tuned in to Beers, Beats and the Beers. Yes, 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 yes. This is the Beers, Beats and the Beers podcast back in effect for another week, man. We are back up in this bitch claim and never being gone. Never, ever, ever, ever being gone. You know what it is. Once again, the Beers, Beats and the Beers podcast. My man, Insidious, on the boards, broadcasting live from the Shire Studios now. Right quick before we get to this week's guest, who I am super excited to have in the studio. Um, last week, we just got to recap last week, last week's sorry, right quick, um, we had Item, Johnny Item in the spot, and um, for those that don't know, obviously you ought to know now, but man, Item is a legend, and it was an honour to have that dude come on the um, come on the show via Skype and, you know, just break down the history, break down his history. I mean, you know, granted, I didn't know a great deal about the dude prior to the episode. I'd only known what we'd learnt via this podcast, via people like Len Wan, Shawnee B, Tram, Frenzy, rah, 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 on and on and on, those that have mentioned him. But yeah, man, a legendary, a legendary figure in Melbourne hip-hop, an unsung figure of Melbourne hip-hop, uh, an ex- uh, fuck, man, you'd say an extreme digger almost, man. His crates are beyond deep. There is fucking, they're canyons, man. They're fucking crevices. His crates, man, they're that fucking deep. But um, yeah, a DJ responsible for some of um, Trem's early, earliest demos. Actually, uh, re- he actually produced, sorry, um, 1992 on Trem's first 12, produced the Rays tape, um, has DJed throughout the years, produced the Prowler tape, um, you know, there's stacks of stacks and stacks in that episode, man. He's travelled the world. He's, um, man, he's fucking given records to countless people, Matt, from Madlib to Q-Tip. You know, like he's been out there. He's been doing his thing for a long time. And um, yeah, it was a cracker of an episode, man. It was good to learn from that dude and to learn more. And yeah, if we ever have the opportunity to have him in the studio, we'll definitely get him in the studio. But man, listen, we got to keep it moving. We got to get into this week's guest because this week I'm super stoked to have this dude come in. Probably another dude that maybe you know some of you might not know too much about but a guy that's been in the trenches for fuck man an easy 15 years here in brisbane he was a member of uh, the pure product crew up here signed to the optimus label red tape renegades he was part of the red tape renegades obviously um fuck what else he's done numerous things deadbeat society which was a, a short-lived crew here in brisbane that um generated a lot of noise in the short short time they were around but you know they're a real talented group of individuals that um unfortunately kind of imploded and didn't really go too much further but man it's with great excitement that i uh, introduced to the mic our first fucking hari krishna guest you know because that's Correct. another thing man like this dude has had an incredibly unique journey and that's one of the most important things to me man particularly when you're having people on here like you know i want to talk to interesting people man and i've always thought this dude was a very interesting fucking dude a very unique dude and uh, and an amazing dude man listen welcome to the mic tendency aka duckett Thank you, Jake. How are you, mate? Good, man. Speak up, dude. 
I gotta speak up. <laughs> you gotta talk I always up. Always get told that. Speak up. Yeah, please speak up, speak dude. Speak up. Plus, I'm fucking deaf, still deaf in my left ear, man, and it's fucking driving me fucking mad at the moment, man. But like, honestly, bro, it's uh, it's a fucking honor for us to have you here, man. You know, because it's an honor to be here. Yeah, dude. No, I mean, you've you know, I'm fucking. You've been in the trenches forever, mm. and I think like a lot of your contributions are largely, you know, unsung, unheralded at this point in time. You know, obviously, there's fucking. You know, we like to celebrate our heroes and our heroes come in fucking many and varied forms and you know they come in the, even come in the forms of Hari Krishnas mate <laughs> vegan motherfuckers but dude like I mean for, like, for the for the for the for the record I'm not vegan oh you're not vegan I'm not vegan I'm, okay. I'm vegetarian but I'm not vegan what's the fucking difference um yeah um like Hari Krishnas uh to as far as I've uh, as as long as I've known um adhere to a principle called ahimsa which is non-violence mm. so like they'll have cows but they'll have them on their farms and they'll care for them um often taking cows that are like you know being neglected in other places or you know um they they, they see the cow as a mother so they they look after the cow mm. um to take the like you know after a certain period of time the baby cow takes grass and water it doesn't take the milk so they, they the cow keeps giving it they they look after the cows and it's called ahimsa a a h i m s a okay um and it's yeah it's sort of like there's more Hare krishnas who are becoming vegans now okay. as, as vegans veganism is like spreading and stuff but from from the very beginning like yeah the Hare krishnas weren't a, a vegan movement as as such i mean like at the, at the restaurant at govinda's we cater for both yeah we, we 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 have vegan stuff we have gluten-free stuff we have you know people don't want like wheat, we've got that. They don't want milk, we've got that. Are we getting him? You hearing him? Yeah. Sorry, dude, I didn't mean to I interrupt. To... But yeah, you're a mainstay of um, a Brisbane institution, Govinda's, aren't you? How long have you been working there? Um, since 2012. So yeah, no, um, end of 2011. So like, going on nine years. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What um... it was volunteering to begin with? It was okay. like I, w I didn't have a job, and I was going around doing like local business delivery. Um, like the manager there was like, well, you know, go around and see if anyone wants lunch. You know, mm. people will work and they didn't come out for lunch. And then it was, I'd sort of bring them their lunch. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, when when the Valley Store began in 2014, it was or 2000, yeah, 2014 or 13, I think it was. Um, I I got a more of a position there when like my friend Rucktuck went to start there. I kind of stepped in and filled his filled his role um and yeah it was like i didn't i didn't know it at the time um that i was gonna st stick around so much there but i couldn't really imagine myself doing anything else at the moment you know yeah, yeah and yeah. and funnily enough samsonite from the optimum when we when we used to go over and record um at the place at sherwood where he used to be before he was at the valley at sci-fi um at space ghost studios yeah. um he took us he, he like he, he he was recording our early stuff like after like when we first met him mm. um and he took me to gopal's at sherwood which is like a Hare krishna restaurant a little one just behind the shell yeah um across the road from the school um in 2005 i think it was and when i was there i was like oh what's the like i looked at the menu and i was like well, what what meat is it you know yeah, 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 and he yeah. just laughed he's like i think you're gonna like this duck oh, yeah. i think you're gonna like this dan yeah <laughs> and yeah <laughs> that's then the rest is history almost yeah, six years later i'm like i'm sort of surviving off of 
Hare Krishna food. and Dude, like I was saying to you on the way down, because um, and big shouts to Duckers because he came down with a feast. He came down with, what did you bring us? What the? Uh, so the koftas and koftas. the sauce, the, yeah. the tomato chutney um, and vegetable curry and rice. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. if anyone ever says to me vegetarian or vegan or some shit like that, man, I tune out and walk in the other fucking direction. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, man, I'm not even trying to hear that. A lot of people but, do. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's unfortunate because fuck, dude, it was some fucking good food, man. There's yeah. some amazing food. Like- there's like culturally, like, you know, like India is like, no, no one eats beef or mm. no one eats cows. No one eats, um, because they revere it as the mother. So like, there's a whole culture, like one of the oldest cultures on, on earth has survived for so long, you know, primarily vegetarian diet. Yeah. And it's like, if I think like given like when, when I first started, man, before I started like learning how to cook, cause like my friend Raktak invited me to the, the temple at, at 17 mile rocks, mm. um, to, I was I went in there and I was asking all these questions about cooking because mm. um, I was trying to be vegetarian and I was like you know doing like if you if you've on the Aussie diet's like meat and two veg yeah, yeah, you yeah. take the meat out you just got like mashed potato and and like cooked peas and carrots it's like I don't know yeah. how can I survive off this yeah. but Raktuk like showed me how to cook at the, at the temple and then like um, sort of gave me like a schooling of the philosophy of of the Hare Krishna mm. uh, philosophy and. Um, like when, when, like when, when I learned how to cook and like, uh, learn how to like, like understood like the methodology of, of how, how the, how the food is cooked. It's like, it's, it's really simple and it, it's like, it, it's sustainable over like, you know, you, you can cook the same method, but with different, different ingredients in like three, six, 365 days of a year, you can have different dishes. Um, as opposed to like, you know, people like, what do you eat as a vegetarian? And it's like, well, before I was vegetarian, it would be like you know, like a meat pie, chips mm. or mashed potato, yeah, <laughs> peas yeah, yeah. and carrots. And it's yeah. like there's so much – This I've, I've found so much more option as to what to eat yeah. when I've started going into it, you know. Um, and I imagine it would force you into searching for those options too, you know, wouldn't it? Like just, ha- just you know, in terms of cutting meat out of a diet, you would have to look, you know, you have to look beyond that as a source of protein and look for other, yeah, yeah. you know. Like, and, and like my opinions on vegetarianism, like growing up, my mum was vegetarian for the vast majority of my life. Yeah, she actually right. started eating meat in the last 10 years. But as a kid, oh, wow. like with my old man being Italian and stuff and whatever and us being kids and shit like that, she – like, you know, if there was a lasagna or something being made, she'd make like a spinach and feta lasagna, but then she'd make a meat sauce lasagna, yeah, yeah, right. you know, but like in saying that then like a lot of pastas and stuff or a lot of foods would be fish based, mm-hmm. but she still ate chicken. So she wasn't like full blown vegetarian, but she didn't eat red meat or bacon or pork or anything like that. And, um, you know, like, I think I kind of got put off, you know, that sort of food just, you know, just, I suppose growing up, if you're bombarded with it, you just sort yeah, of fucking like eat this. And yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to eat it. I don't want to eat a fucking <laughs> tuna pasta me. bake or some shit like you know I just yeah I wasn't about it but my mum was always kind of good like that she was a good cook so she always sort of you know would accommodate to my dad and yeah, shit like totally. that but what kind of led you down that path to to Krishna or to Hari is it Krishnaism or Hari Krishna or? um like to, towards like yeah, towards the faith or Hare the, the philosophy what is it is it a faith or um, so like all this kind of shit really interests me, man. And I think it's like, it's one of the reasons that I invited It's, you know, one of the very much one of the reasons I invited you here too, because I find it just so fucking fascinating. Dude, yeah. Fascinating <laughs> and unique beyond the fact that you've been making hip hop in this city for fucking damn near 20 years. Yeah. The fact that you've somehow found your niche in this, this philosophy or this religion or it whatever. F- it found me, man. Um, yeah. like I think from... I think from like 
when my parents split when I was seven, I was looking for something. Yep. Um, it turned up in like alcohol, like yeah, red wine, like, you know, it's like my dad was doing it. Like, he's like, have a glass. It's like, he passed out. It's like, there's still the cask is there. So it's like, have another, gl- yeah, you know, yeah. it's like that didn't lead to happiness for me. And yep. it's like when I used to drink in like gigs and used to go to whatever, like I'd often fall asleep, I'd often like pass out. It's like, it, 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 it was, a, I, I, I realized at a certain point, it was like, for me, it's a poison mm. and I, it doesn't agree with me. Um, so, so like, um, for, like, like I was, I was looking for something that wasn't it. And it was like, um, in, in like when, when I was younger, like my dad was like sort of Christian, mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom, yeah. my mom wasn't, yeah. um, anything prescribed, you know, um, I was looking, I was looking for some, something, you know, like which, which resonated something, which like, like absolute truth or whatever. Yeah. Um, I didn't know it, it was called that at the time. It's like, um, through, through music, um, I tried to find it, you know, like doing shows, like you get a, you get a certain vibe, you get certain happiness and it's like, like I want more of that. Mm. Um, and then the dead, like the, the pure product happened, deadbeat has happened. Um, I was working a night shift job around the deadbeats time where I was working at Rockley fruit and veg markets. Thanks to DJ days shouts <laughs> to dirt Dexter. Thanks for that job, man. I really appreciate it. Shouts to days. He got me Good off. The, he got me off the couch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, like I was working there at night shift at like 2 a.m. in the morning till 10 a.m. And then if you got overtime, it was like 11 or 12. Mm. I'll tell you that at like morning smoker. So it's like <laughs> it was messing with me. And yep. um, and at the shift t- works no way at life. Eh? It's fucking terrible, man. Yeah, and, I, and I did it for a brief period of time too. Shift work plus cold storage, like, oh. like in a in a cold room, like yeah. when it's messing with your kidneys and like your, your, your my digestion was pretty shot at that time. Yeah. Um, and one day, like my mate said like i'm going to yoga school like i I think it's going to help with my martial arts and i was like oh yeah yoga like you know because because like all through high school like um i like i looked into taoism in in year 10 and 11 like i I studied that we had to study religion so i looked into that and like there were certain things which were cool but then it was like there was an impersonalist like they they always spoke about there was like impersonalism in it where they didn't have like a, like a person or a figure mm. and it was like hard to identify and same with Buddhism. Like I got into that, but like, it didn't like trying to meditate on, on nothing. Didn't, didn't really seem to like, I was like, how do I meditate on like this clothes? I'm going to fall asleep. Like, and um, so at the yoga school, like they had like at that yoga, that yoga center, like I started going there and helping out, like volunteering. Um, they were vegetarian. That's where I first learned about like the, the philosophy of it. And it was like, um, at the time, it was like in one of their books, and that they weren't a Hare Krishna yoga school. They were like, um, they believed, um, I think it's like the practice uh, worship of Lord Shiva, um, like another another demigod in the in the Hindu uh, religions. Um, they were cooking vegetarian food. I was I was going there volunteering, helping around the place. It's in it's in New Farm, um, mm. at this yoga school, and. After a while, like I wasn't, I wasn't learning too much about cooking because, like, the two people who were there were like a bit limited in their knowledge. But like, I was, I was looking for something. I was looking, I was looking for more than cooking. But like at that time, it felt like that's what mm. would, would solve it. Um, work in the night shift, and um, I used to go to um, after the yoga school. One day, we went over to West End to get something, and I went. I was like, oh, a vegetarian place, go Vinders. I went up, like we went upstairs, the, the lady that I went there with, cause she had like, 
you know, there's different different people have different dispositions if they're from like, I, I, I believe in this and I don't believe in this. So she had reservations about, about you know, going in there. I went in there and like started asking questions like to, to Raktak and Harinam, the two, the two devotees, the Hare Krishna devotees who worked at Govinda's at the time. And I was firing so many questions about cooking because I was like, they seem like, you know, they've got all this, the bay-marie of options and like they seem yeah. like they, they, they know the food. And like Raktak, the, um, the, the, uh, the, Punjab, the Punjabi gentleman mm. who like soon after became like my like dearest friend yeah. um, up, until, um, up until he left, left the world uh, in 2000. He yeah, he passed in 2016. Oh, sorry to um, But like he's, he's not gone, you know, he's yeah, it's just a physical. Um, he, he schooled me up, man. Like he, he – I was asking so many questions at that point and I was like, you know, how do you cook this? Like the oil, like how do you, yeah. and he's just like, in his, in his, he has like, I had a really thick accent. He's like, if you come, he's like every Friday I cook at the temple. Mm. And if you come to the temple and help me cook, I'll, I'll show you how to cook. Wow. And, and, and that doing that, doing like, like taking up that, that invite and going there was like, that was like probably one of the smartest decisions I ever made because yeah. like I met the devotees, like, um, like I learned the process of cooking. Like yeah. when, when we sat down to eat, uh, it felt like home for, 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 for one reason. It's like everyone was eating with their hands. Um, before, before my parents broke up when I was like, I think I was like six years old or five years old. Um, something was happening at the table and like, um, you know, like I was like, well, my, my dad was like, eat with your knife and fork and stuff. And cause I, I, I kept eating with my hands, you know, I forget what we're eating. Got real mad, like in, and sort of volcano reaction, like snapped. Like if you're going to eat like a dog, you'll eat where the dog eats. We didn't have a dog, but it, like he was referring to at the bottom of the back step. Get under the house, cunt. <laughs> go, go down to the, it's like took my plate down, put it on the back, uh, bottom of the back step. And like at that time, like I still, like I'm 33 now. It's like yeah. I still, I still have. I guess certain, you know, like effects from from yeah. from certain things. Yeah. Um. Even though, like, I'm not saying like mine are worse than others or whatever. No, no, no. But like, w when like when I was at the temple for the first time and everyone was eating with their hands, mm. that more than like that's a really small thing. But that more than anything was like, I've, I'm I'm home. You know, like yeah. I've, I found my home. Like I found yeah. my everyone. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's like there was Russian devotees there. There was Indian devotees there. South American devotees there. Aussies. There was English. Um, and and the whole the whole difference of like the, you know bodily difference almost like dissolves because it's like everyone is there for the same reason. You know, yeah. like they're they're worshiping Krishna in their different services that they do. Um, so. Yeah, I felt like home, man, and like and taking up that taking up that invite and and and, and accepting Raktuk's offer and and sort of got, and he took me under his wing a bit. Yeah, yeah, and um, that that changed that changed like the course of my life, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's that's how like like at, at first I, I didn't like I wasn't really heavy into like like I'm not a big reader. Yeah. So like the the there's there's a book that often. <laughs> Funny story. With this. There's a book. Um, there's a book that the Hare Krishna devotees go out and distribute when they when they do their singing and dancing, which is called Hari Nam Sankirtan, the the congregational chanting and and, and dancing. They. And I, I'll just. I'll, I'll just. I don't mean to interject or yeah, I don't mean yeah, to butt yeah. in, but I will say, like, uh, for those that don't understand, I mean, maybe 
just Google Hare Krishnas Google, or whatever, yeah. but, you know, in any city you go to on any given any, evening, yeah. man, you can see those motherfuckers <laughs> in the full garb, <laughs> running through town right. with the symbols, with some, clapping. With some food, with some yeah. food to feed them. Yeah, like, man, the, I always fuck with that shit, dude. Like, right. you know, like, you know, even as a kid when you're ignorant and you're drunk in town or you whatever, you know, you're just being a little shitbag. But, like, man, for whatever reason, I would always sort of respect that, you know, like regardless of whatever sort of metaphysical deity you subscribe to, I have a respect for, you know, someone with that kind of faith, that level of faith. And particularly when it's all good, you know, it is just about good. I'm sorry to interrupt, bro. Oh, the first person, <laughs> the first person, and, and he'll, 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 he'll attribute to this. Right, mm. a, a good mate of mine, um, Twitch, who I was, who like first invited me. Shouts to Twitch. He likes to be called Trevor now. I love you, Trev. Trev? <laughs> the hatred is dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. hatred is dead. Yeah, I love you, man. Harry Krishna. <laughs> um, he had a book that he bought from the Harry Krishna devotees when he was out one night in the city, and they were going on their Harinam Sankirtan around around the. Um, What's it called? Queen. Uh, Harinam, yep. San Kirtan. Okay. Like, yep. Or like if if you say it really Aussie, it would be like Harry Nam San Kirtan. Yeah, Harry Nam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> like like yeah. it's, it's it's the same regardless of pronunciation. But yeah. but Trev Trev saw the devotees one one Friday night, and was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get a book. Like you know, like got in, you know, like really, like as as he does, sort of like approaches anyone. And, um, when I, when, like, when he invited me around, um, like I didn't know him at at that time, when, when he invited me around, um, for deadbeats, um, for like writing sessions, we used to go around for like just around the corner from where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, Yeah. that's true. Um, Trev's like, yo man, I reckon like you'd really enjoy this book, man. Like pulled out the Bhagavad Gita. And he's like, man, I got this from like the Hare Krishnas, like in town. Like, man, read it. Like, I re- like you're, you're a spiritual dude. I reckon you really like get a lot from this. And that was like, I tried to read it, and there's like, there's it's written in Sanskrit, which is like a really ancient mm, like. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a translation of the Sanskrit words, so it has like each word and like in parent like brackets like, um, like what it means and stuff. And then there's like. The, what those words mean as the verse because mm. the Bhagavad Gita is is a song sung from Krishna to Arjuna in the battlefield. Krishna was his chariot driver mm. um, and also the Supreme Lord, but acting as the chariot driver, like co- coaching his, his, his best friend Arjuna, who was like a warrior, who was like getting all mentaled out, like there's a war going on, there's people over there, they're my family, i got uncles, they've got brothers I'm about to like go off against, like like you're having a mental breakdown, like as a battle was about to begin and like Krishna spoke the Bhagavad Gita or like this, uh, the, you know, 18 verses of, it was, it's like 18 verse mm. song. He like yeah. sort of, <laughs> yeah. um, in 15 minutes, he, he, he broke this down. Broke down in the 16s and started right. fucking spitting. <laughs> <laughs> he, he dropped his verse. Yeah. And, and at the end of it, Arjuna's like, you know what? Like, yeah, all right, I'll do my duty. So so back, back in the day, Tre, Trev got, got that book from the Hare Krishnas on, on a Friday night. Um, and then when I met him and I was around his place for, for uh, like writing rhymes and stuff, hanging out, he's like, gave me the book. And then like when I met Raktuk at, at Govinda's and Harry and I'm at Raktuk and I said, oh yeah, my, my friend gave me like, you know, I'm pointed to the, the, they have the Bhagavad Gita for sale at, at Govinda's. And um, yeah, I remember Raktak's like, this is a very good friend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like he, he, and because and, and, like 
to understand, it's it's like Srila Prabhupada who 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 basically brought the the knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita um, from India to 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 the Western worlds in in the sixties and seventies, um, and and presented it as it is. Like he he he, tra- he he got the translations from from the Vedic literature. He basically he he understood Sanskrit, so he translated that into English. Yeah. And under the instruction of his spiritual master, he he went from India to America with like a boat ticket that he got donated by by some lady. Yeah. Um, like previous to that, he was like a chemist and stuff. He was a chemist. He had a family. He he became a renounced monk, um, went into the renounced order of life. And then under the instruction of his spiritual master, who he said like distribute the knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita in all of the Western Western world. And so like that was his life's mission. And that, that life mission is essentially what became the Hare Krishna movement wow. all over the world. Like the, the devote, there's, um, there's temples in, in every major continent. I think there was like 108 temples he, he built in that were built, you know, all through like selling the books, yeah. get, b- putting money into books and, uh, and food distribution, like food, food for life programs, like, um, the, the 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 chanting and dancing in the street you know the the installing of the festival of chariot um the first one of that was in 1966 in san francisco mm. Prabhupada installed that because he it was a pastime that he used to love in india that it was it was a year an annual festival um of in in, in puri they there's uh, they jagannath puri they have an annual festival it's yeah. like 12 million people or like probably more massive massive festival so he introduced that as well to the western world and that's like the the festival of chariots that you know for, for anyone who's like heard me say about the festival of chariots yeah. you know, and, and performing the my, my songs there like that that in 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 the in the sanskrit terminology that's that's a that's a festival of chariots is rathiyatra that's that's the um, that's the the terminology for it. So, like Prabhupada brought the Rathiyatra festival to the to the Western world, brought the Bhagavad Gita to the Western world. Um, the Bhagavad Gita, as it is, like like without, like there were, there was many editions before he came. He came with with his version um, that had adulterated it and changed yeah. it to like put the author's spin on it. Yeah. But Prabhupada said the only the only credit he can take is that he presented it as it is, and 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 like just just as it happens like it's it's the biggest it's the one that's stuck around like, yeah. like the Hare krishna movement spawned out of that um so very thankful for for trevor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> giving me that that gem of knowledge back in the day yeah um because that was yeah like that was the philosophy like the philosophical side of that the kind of tied in with like the cooking the um like I, I didn't actually go on the dancing and chanting in the street until like about 2015 okay is when i first like i've seen you do it recently yeah man out there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> out there. the festivals yeah, yeah. um have you found an audience within krishna with your music amongst other Hari krishnas it's almost made like it's it's weird it's 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 like turned i, I guess like the people who receive the music from um, not just hip hop is because I've always I've always had like a bit of a niche hip hop of like it's been real technical yeah and and, and like uh, people have given me advice countlessly like man you should like simplify it or like you know tone it down a bit or like no, maybe, don't do that like it'll reach more people like if you you know it's going over it's going over heads and it's like well all of my all of my favorite artists their music 
like the, it went over my head and I got intrigued by it and I wanted to learn. Exactly. Like, and that's, exactly. that's, that's what sparked the curiosity. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta do what's, what's, what's in your heart with yeah, it. Yeah. And, but so, so when, when I used to be with hip hop, like when, when it was pure product and, and deadbeat society and, and the duct tape and like that, that when I, when I put those out, um, though, though, when I, when I put my verses in that way out after a show, it'd be like, yeah, yeah. Like, or like, you know, dope or like sometimes you wouldn't get like, you'd just be like, you'd get a nod or like, <laughs> yeah. If it was a bad performance, they wouldn't they wouldn't acknowledge you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> no. what but with like at at the uh, I've done three festival of chariots now, like um uh two in Brisbane and one on the Gold Coast mm. on, in January, just before um like it was it was during the bushfires and and shortly after the, the that festival it rained considerably yeah it was actually raining on the day of the festival wow. it was it was the you know that day there was a deluge like that weekend and the gold coast was flooded like the the rain stopped at five at, at i think four forty five. The festival was due to start at five. Wow! <laughs> when wow. when we bought the the uh, Juggernaut's chariot into surface uh, into Cavill Avenue, um, and the the parade finished, rain started. <laughs> the state wow. first first stage performance had rain. I, I I was lucky enough to like not have rain during like I performed three songs. Um, one of them like the Kali Yuga song that I've done the video clip for. Yeah. Um and, um yeah like. The audience's receptivity after that, um, we've done the Bhakti Center twice at the Gold Coast. Bhakti Center is like a, um, it's like a, a and on on the on the Gold Coast Strip. There's like they have a, a small little. Sure yeah, probably. Yeah. Like they're like walking around. Yeah, I or? think there's a chick. Yeah, yeah, that's that's um that's actually my like my best friend and spiritual master rock tuck it's his, actually his daughter who was on stage at the gold coast with me so it was like a real honor to like you know sort of and 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 like like the 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 thing that's like really special with that for me is like i was like in 2012 when i when i when i was going to that yoga school and when i met when i met um rock tuck and when i met the devotees i was like i was fed up and i was fed up because i wasn't finding what i was wanting to find around the circles that i was i was hanging with like you know like you know although it was the sound and the the just that frequency at that time deadbeats had a real aggressive so, real like sort of some would say negative yeah. vibe about it and yeah. that was kind of intense for me because i'm like i'm a sensitive sort of yeah, yeah, <laughs> a yeah. sensitive sort of person yeah um and like Ruck Tuck said to me, he's like, don't stop what you're doing. You know, like don't stop making music because you naturally obviously have like some sort of ability with it, like yeah. you know, some sort of, you've, you know, you've got a passion for it, but dovetail it in service to Krishna. Yeah. Whether that's doing like a song like Kali Yuga, where it's like having it, I guess someone say blatant or a bit abrasive, some may say it's like, you know, if <laughs> I don't agree with it being abrasive, but it's like some might, might, might call it that, for instance, yeah. to, to come out and just be like, this, this is what I believe in. Yeah. So, so openly on, on, on a track, some people yeah. aren't ready to receive that. Um, but like Wired Weird, the, the, the body of work that I'm working on at the moment, um, an album that I've been putting out song by song in video form, like it's not on Spotify, it's that's just right. on YouTube. Yeah, um, we're up to number five. So that's that's like a, a call, that's like a I'm, it's like a I don't know. Uh, well, like a culmination of ideas. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. Um, 
of, of listening to, um, I guess, experiences in life. And also, um, back in that, back in that 2012 time, when I first was going to go vendors, um, Hari Nam, um, who still works there, he's the manager of the West End restaurant. He gave me a two gig USB stick with like the complete audio library of the lectures of Srila Prabhupada explaining the Bhagavad Gita in the original recordings from the sixties and the seventies. And like, it's like crackly is like, it's almost sounds like it's on record or whatever. Yeah, Cause yeah. you got the, the scratch. And it's like listening to those working night shift at Rockley instead of listening to like, cause, cause when you're in your night shift, like my mate, my mate said, it's kind of like, it's like being in a jail, except you kind of, <laughs> yeah. you get to go home after eight hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but while yeah. you're in there, it's like in the cold environment. Cause it was like yeah. two degrees, four degrees. Yeah. Um, so in, in that environment, I, I wasn't getting, like I was saying before, like looking for something, mm. even when, I, even on different, you know, deadbeats or like in that, in that workplace, I like at, in, in my core, I was looking mm. for something and mm. like at all times and I, I still kind of am, but I, I just feel more like it's been satiated now. Dude, but, I, yeah, I will say um, like I get that from a um, personal standpoint because in, I recently quit my job and I was working in a warehouse at Rock Lee yeah, right. for a fucking, yeah, for a company that used to run stands at the Rock Lee markets, right. oddly enough. And in that in that job, it was just fucking picking and packing in a warehouse, man. And I was there for probably fucking close to 18 months. But towards the end of it, I found myself becoming so fucking disillusioned. Just, I felt like a rat in a maze. Right. Like, yeah. and like, I, f like there felt like no life beyond it. Totally. And I could not understand how people, like I worked alongside dudes that had been doing it for nine years. One dude been there for 20 years. Another dude, like every dude there been there between five and 10 just years. Jaded old Man, people. these mother, like seriously <laughs> so dude, jaded. straight up. And these motherfuckers are losing their lives in this place for like fucking $24 an hour or And they're not aware something. of the time ticking. They're it's not like you aware. Don't have and I, and I was, and I, I, at a point during, over the course of that, you know, sort of 12 to 18 months that I was there, I went on to the PM shift to earn more money because the PM shift was more money. What, did, what and, time did that start? Well, that was two till 10 at night. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't terrible. It was an evening shift, but <clears throat> so it wasn't terrible. But then you do overtime. So some nights you'd be there till 11 or 12 or whatever. But man, I like that like when you're searching for something or looking for something more, like we, we hadn't been running the pod, you know, like obviously the podcast was on hiatus. This is over the last couple of months, you know, so we've been gone for like three, four months or whatever, yeah. you know, and during that time, like that's also in part, I think why, like I couldn't, I was just getting to a point like I'd fucking finish work by when I went back to day shift and I'm finishing at two o'clock, man, I'm on the piss by three 30. I'm right. fucking yeah. hitting drugs by fucking seven 30 that night. Something like, to like every calm fucking, down after that. Like, dude, you're getting orders barked at you. Like you feel this, like for, for, for us, it was like fruit picking and packing. Yeah. So you get veggie boxes, fruit boxes, and like you had to make pallets and there was time frame involved. And like when it's two in the morning and you just work, like you've only woken up at like, say, Midnight, you know, if if you if you're on time, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. sped to work, like got somehow got there, you yeah. know, and clock on. The manager comes over, you you're late, you know. Don't, yeah. don't, this is the last time. It's like, but the 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 people at the you know like because because the place I work, they they they're quite big. They they service like North Coast, Brisbane, and, and Gold Coast doing deliveries. Yeah. And so it was like really like that the night shift was packing and picking for the the trucks that went out at five in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it was like more pressure than the day shift. Like the the first time. I worked there because I worked at the same place twice um, when I was when I was like 
a bit down and out at the, at the beginning before I'd met uh, like after deadbeats mm. or near, near the transitioning of out of deadbeats and into like the, you know, like when, when ducks turned into a spiritual hippie, yeah. or <laughs> some people might call yeah. <laughs> everyone to their own description. Yeah. Um, at that time, like, man, you had people barking at you. There was like instant coffee. Like, like, like I was smoking cigarettes at the time, like going out for like, you know, like a smoke break at like at four in the morning or yeah. like at, at, at three, uh, th I think three and five. And it's like getting a coffee into you at three in the morning is like, it's, 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 uh, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah. not normal. Like the yeah. body, the body, the uh, as above, so below, like, yes. like Nelson dialect says, yeah. when, when, when the sun's at its peak, our digestion's at its strongest. When when the, when the moon like like when sun, like when it's midnight, yep. shouldn't be like you know, doing stuff like having your breakfast or like have, having lunch and and and, and smashing like an, a second instant coffee of the day because yeah. it's like, it, it you know like and and that's why when at, at ten o'clock in the morning clock off and it's like I need something it's like I need a drink or it's like I need like yeah. I, and like like you know like dude like, I would walk out of there and I, like I would be in there and at fucking morning smoke I would be like nine a.m. I'd be thinking about getting on the piss that afternoon like knocking off work and just going to the fucking and everyone shop. in the same places but like thinking the same and they're all talking about it exactly <laughs> like, right but you know what, what man working in that environment and I've said this to Bigfoot because Bigfoot was in warehousing for a long time. And he's recently gotten out of it also. But like I'd never done warehousing. I'd never been in a warehouse gig prior. I'd been in factories or on job sites and that was fucking yeah. it. And um, like going into that environment, I wound up in that environment. Long story short, I wound up in that environment because my wife at the time was working HR. Yeah, I was working HR at the time. And yeah. I'd been doing construction work and the work dried up and I wound up in this company. It was good for like fucking – it was good for a few months because it was a steady paycheck. But then you start to realise that – there appears when you're in there, when you're just a rat in a maze like that, running up and down aisles, filling orders and shit like that, yeah. there doesn't appear to be life beyond that company. Exactly, man. And even yeah. the employees of the company seem to become almost um, – I don't know if indoctrinated is the word, but they be, they become institutionalized. Institutionalized, <laughs> dude. They're institutionalized, and like and Russ worked there for fucking six months, and he gave it the ass. Like that's how smart that motherfucker is. He's yeah. like, man, if he even lasted six months, he's like, man, no, I can't work with these morts. Like these people are just fucking morons. Like, it, and no disrespect, if anyone listens, like I worked with good people, good, honest. Yeah people same yeah and shouts to shane for for all the lifts when i lost my license i, I love you shane man yeah. you know who you are i work with Keep some playing ball man you're an excellent basketball player man <laughs> i work with some great dudes but all these dudes man you know what i talk to them about extracurricular activities i'm like what are you pursuing outside of here you can only be in this place if you have a dream if you have a goal beyond this place exactly. life is beyond this place they're like oh, i'm going home smoke cones and fucking play playstation i might go, like, I might go know, down like, the pokies yeah all of them are doing the same thing man all of them. There is zero ambition, man. There is zero, and that's what I—that's what I would say. I'd be like, man, and like I fucking got to a point a few weeks ago, and I was just like, man, this cannot go on. I cannot do this anymore. It's like, good to get aware of that, man. Yeah, I was just—I could go no further with it, man. Like there was no, there is no future in it. I knew it then, and. But like I, I could see how you, you, if you are in that environment and you don't have the pursuits that we have, we we have outlets, we have music, we yeah. have this, we have podcasts and we have recording in some way, shape or form, we're creatives. Mm -hmm. In that environment, your creativity is stifled. Totally. You are, as you just stated, institutionalized. That is the perfect <laughs> fucking word. And, and it and, becomes your- and paid and paid to be. And paid, but and paid minimally to like, be. Like well, not even, like, you know, it, like even towards the end of it, because we were supplying all the raw 
raw products to Woolworths and stuff like that. Man, we were working around the clock once that COVID shit hit because fucking panic buying and all that sort of shit. <laughs> like we was man, like it was. I can't remember where I was going there, but I get I get where you may search for something bigger. Right. If you are open-minded enough, if you have the foresight or the forethinking to look beyond those walls, right. like, you know, if you don't have that outlet of creativity, you have to look for more because in that environment, it's just, it's fucking, man, it's fucked. It's funny because it probably exists in different intensities in everyone seeking certainly, for something certainly. and that different people are showing different ways to address that. Yep. You know, it's like if everyone around you addresses that in numbing, numbing it, or like thinking it's it's like you know like like let me just like you know blur it out with this or that or like you know it's like some people might think it's business and become successful Bi- business people it's like but I don't know man it's like I I can only speak for, I can only speak for myself and yeah. my own uh, and thing like I like when I started to find some of that was when I started to like in, during that time in that in that in that night shift I was like. I was listening to hip hop heaps and I was like, and it was like, you know, it it got a bit old. I still love hip hop. I still loved hip hop, but it's like, I need something that's going to like, I started listening to the lectures that Harry Numb had given me and like, it was about life. It was about like all sorts of feed your soul. Exactly. You know, exactly. And yeah. And and, 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 and to a point where like, and it's not a selfish thing to do. And it's like, and, and it's like, fill it to the point where, where you're satisfied. Like, don't feel like, don't feel like, cause it, it's, it's almost alien in, in society to, to, it, it goes against the notion of like, you know, get the job work, get the house. Like, well, mm. it goes, it goes against all the mm. common things to like, we're, we're taught as, to as yeah. kids, you know, it's like. Well, for the, but I will say from my, once again, just from my own standpoint, it was the first time where I'd been uh, employed and I felt like nothing more than a cog or an employee. Right. Like I was just, I was merely a functioning pleb in that fucking place. Mm-hmm. And I think largely like the people that were above me or like the warehouse managers and shit, I think that they, you know, they they kind of encouraged me to pursue like, you know, uh, towards the end they were like, oh, I should go for the 2IC role because there was fucking – and I was like, man, I am I have no intention of staying in this company, so I have no ambition within this company. I apologise. And I was more than open with that. That's essentially what I said to them. I'm like, my ambitions lie far beyond this company. I do not want the role. Offer it to such and such who's been here for nine years, he's man. He's busting his ass He's to busting get it. his ass and he's going nowhere, man. And like that- give him the fucking position because – I don't want to do this, Man. but like, you and, know, and in, in every factory, there's probably exactly like the exactly. same scenario. Same exactly. As- and you're not feeding your soul. You're not, I, I wasn't like, you know, I just felt like everything was stifling and beyond feeding my soul. I found like I was drowning my soul because yeah. the minute I could fucking get out, like I was getting on the piss every other fucking night and I'd be like, you know, and then I get on the piss and then I'd wind up get, wanting to get onto more stuff, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah. like something that enhances the drinking and shit like that. And my justification was, well, fuck it. I'm working like my daughter's taking care of blah, blah, blah. It started causing issues in my fucking marriage, massive issues, man. And then, you know, like and, my and thinking would be like, like you, you had like, you, you had the marriage and like to, to be like, keep you in check almost like Quite if, not, if, yeah. if, if, if it was like 10 years previous or whatever, it's like, it like, like I, I, I like when, when I was like heaps younger, I was like, I didn't, I didn't have that, that moment where I'm like, this is, this is draining me. Yeah. It was just like, it's like, 
it was almost like if I keep searching and keep seeking for it, yeah. it's bound to turn up. It's yeah, like yeah. just like like on The Simpsons when they're like, dig up, stupid. It's like, yeah, just, yeah. Keep, just yeah. keep digging. Yeah, dig up, stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You become like a wage slave, you know, because exactly. at, at this point in my life, I have responsibilities. I have mm -hmm. debts. I have things that I have to take care of. And you become reliant upon that fucking minimum, that minimal wage per week you know check it's like check. oh well fuck if i quit man what am i going to be doing next week like but then you you, you kind of lose sight of the fact that we're resourceful human beings exactly. i've never been broke in my life i won't be broke tomorrow i won't be broke next week i'm not going to be fucking broke man right. because i've always been a person that will get up and go fucking get it mm. but in that environment i stopped wanting to get up getting up it i stopped it, it wanting to get spirit. up it yeah. does man it just fucking started killing me inside and it took a minute to really get to the point where it was just like i i can't can't continue yeah. like it just can't fucking it can't keep on you know like and it's production went up three thousand yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i left and another motherfucker just walked in and took my place man that's like quite seriously works. that's how it works man it's yeah. a revolving fucking door the amount of people i saw come and go in those fucking in those places but i remember biggie saying it to me bigfoot he was like man fucking warehouses dude like you know and then this cunt he'd started there and he goes man i was in a warehouse over there for five years i was in a warehouse here and i was like get out of the system how man <laughs> <laughs> like he goes, dude, you blink and you've lost fucking three years uh -huh, of your life yeah. in this place. Like Russ is man. sitting there nodding, man. He fucking knows. You like, know? like in, in 2012, like. And shouts to all you motherfuckers out there working, yeah. getting up and getting it because it's a fucking, it's a grind. Like uh, just pursue what you love. Attempt to, man. Just try. Try to invest yourself into something. Use, use that day job as a platform to get to something greater, you exactly. know, that's, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of listeners do messages and say that they listen to our podcast to help them get through the nine to five. Bro, yeah, exactly. Like every, exactly. every, like, Just like all you guys. Every, every, I don't know, like every, everyone has to, you have to work, like the way, it's, like you have to work to maintain yourself and it's like even, like I've never wanted to make music to a point where I'm paid off of music and then like, because like my mind is too active. Yeah, like, me too. Like I got to. I can't be caged. Yeah. I can't be caged. I need something to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I I like having a job. It's like, but my I don't know. Like find a job that has something to do with what you love doing. Is yeah. is there's, there's like a and it's, it's an ideal. And if you're not going to get sick of it, but but like also like if if you're doing something you don't love doing, like understand that it's like 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 what you were saying. Like that passion. Keep that passion. Keep that drive in the it's the forefront and the centerpiece of your mind. Um, and know that like uh, there's every like you're not alone that everyone else is in a position as well where they're like man I'd much rather be doing this and that yeah. but it's like I don't know that when when I don't work the times like like when I was painting like and 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 you said about factory has that that mentality it kills it when I, I was on a couple of big sites when I was like I was an apprentice painter for two yeah. years after high school yeah um during when pure products started and um it's felt like that as well on the big job sites. You know, yep. it's a very like, like alpha sort of yeah, environment, so. and yeah, like yeah. you don't you don't speak about what's getting you down. It's yeah. like, um, keep keep me like like you got keep a sight of 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 what what gets what makes you get up in the morning, or like like what what you do when there's when there's you know like when you have the spare time. But 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 when when I was when like when I was painting, I dislocated my shoulder and had like six months off. Mm. I. Like I, I started making music for the first two weeks of that, yeah. and lost inspiration because I wasn't, I wasn't having something to engage myself on a daily basis. And you know, it's it's funny how activity and limitation 
um, I don't mean to, this is going to sound corny because it's going to it's going to run. The 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 limitation will give you inspiration, right? Mm. It's because mm. it's like if if you if you're able to like have some sort of like keep 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 that keep that that crux of what you want to do, but it's like make make the most of the situation that you're in if if it's if it's if it's a job if if you if you can get out of it like like what you were doing like do that if you can't and you're struggling like er, that know you're not alone understand that you're not alone and that yeah. that like keep keep sight of keep sight of what it is the the bigger picture to like yeah no matter what because like yeah, yeah, the yeah. the bosses aren't the bosses won't be like supportive of that they're not going to be like hey you didn't do those shells right, but you know what? You write good lyrics. Like, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly, dude. And I think also as men, like, you know, as, you know, as you grow and you become a man and like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm kind of old fashioned in certain views and shit. You know, I was raised by like an old school fucking European dad and all that kind of shit, you know, like I think as a man, you have that want to prov once a family comes along anyway i can speak on it from that perspective so once i had a family and you know i wanted i want to be the man for my daughter mm -hmm. and i want to provide and i want to see her to see a functioning uh, have a functioning father a positive mm -hmm. father an assertive father a strong father a strong male role you know and like uh, where am I going with that? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, a lot of who we are as men is weighted on our careers and our job choices and things like that, you know. And Especially between men to men, your career is – that's a lot of the times is one of the first questions that come up in conversation. So what do you do for work? Exactly, dude. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, who, yeah. Who, who are you? I'm a painter. Yeah, dude. It's who you are, isn't I, it? I work in retail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work it, in that's it. Your role, your job becomes who you are. It's right. how you, it's how someone who doesn't know you defines you. You know, like it, it becomes like that, and it's really, it's it can be fucking stifling, man. Mm -hmm. Like beyond stifling, it's it can be just fucking. It can be it can become fucking depressing, man. Like it really yeah. can. Like I found it becoming depressing, and as you said, like when you were painting and shit, like I was doing plastering. I did fucking demolition work. Did a bit of concreting. Did fucking epoxy flooring. Did all <laughs> various fucking you know trades like that. What I found more rewarding in those roles was the fact that. You're on a different job site every other day or for, you know, maybe for a week you might be somewhere, but then the following week you're somewhere else. Right. But you're active, you're outdoors, mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're at least getting some sun. You're getting up and like seeing the sunrise and That's you're working right. through and like- That's right. You're walking out and there's still fucking daylight. Yeah. You know, like I remember I used to walk out of that warehouse on the PM shift and it's fucking 10 o'clock on a Friday night, 10.30 on a Friday night. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's over. Like, like what? it's just, you know, you walk in, you walk in there, it's a beautiful the sunny game, day. The game's finished. Yeah, you walk in, it's a beautiful <laughs> sunny day outside and then you just go in and you just feel your spirit being sucked uh, from you and by the yeah. time you leave it's the dead of night you get home your family's asleep you get home you got no one to fucking talk to you go home you fucking smoke and drink yourself to fucking sleep you know yeah. and then get up and go True, do it right. all again you know but brother listen let's get off this man let's yeah. get into the fucking music man where does hip-hop <laughs> begin all, for you bro it's what, all one. <laughs> oh, it is all one man because even when you were talking about krishna and you know working with your hands i thought man that like as you were saying that i was like man that is so hip-hop because in hip-hop everything 
anything like you know i mean i suppose our hands are our fucking you know our eating, yeah he was eating but like breaking yum, bread yum. and you know like watch a dj watch how a dj manipulates records with their hands what, when we sit washing, down and put, we put pen to paper even if you write into your phone you're still fucking sitting there with your thumbs like, I, got a, I got a routine at west end i'll grab a plate and I'll give it the rub put it in the thing rinse it off put it it's like all i need is a crossfader in the yeah, middle like, you, know, <laughs> you need a crossfader a couple up and down faders yeah. boom 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 the, you're all the over. Taps, like, put some headphones around your neck and you're fucking man, you're doing better than paris hilton cunt like I'm straight up like, I, I, I've, I've never practiced i've never actually like had a go at scratching but like as far as nah. like you know the, the, the i mean dj butcher was your you know butcher yeah. big shouts to dj butcher a great dude um yeah, need to have Butcher on, man. He's 100% funny, man. You'll, you'll laugh when Butcher's on. He, well, he's, he's a fucking he's dude that's taken his career from pure product on to, you know, like he's done a lot of big shit. I don't know whether he's still as active as he was, but I know a few years ago he was out doing a lot of big DJ slots, touring a lot. And he owns his own town planning company. He's, that's now. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember I called him up once and I hit his fucking answering service. Like, <laughs> Stefan from town planning. <laughs> Stefan from you know, or whatever it was. <laughs> Stefan town planning or some shit. <laughs> yeah. He's done a lot. Born Fresh. I couldn't tell you, man. I was, I was think I was that off the grid. I was off the grid at the pretty time. Pretty yeah, but you never got on his decks. No, you never got on the decks and fucked around. Oh, like, dude, the minute I could, the minute someone, the minute I was anywhere and there was a pair, of, there was a set of turntables, even a turntable in front of me, fucking, you, you couldn't take me off it, man. Yeah. Like, seriously, I was drawn to a turntable from the fucking youngest of ages, man. Same with, like, I got a, like, when I was up, um, when I. Back when I was painting, I went up to Cairns. I met uh, DJ Morfix and Definite Article. There's like they're two like I don't. There's probably a lot more like rappers and DJs in Cairns now, but they were, they were. I met them at the time at the the the, the local music store. Morfix was working there. I bought a Roland. I think it was like a. Oh man, it was it was a clunky thing. It was like, drum a, machine. like a six oh six. But it wasn't it wasn't very good. It was like yeah, it was yeah. a bit it was a bit clunky and like yeah. and and I learned like after trying and trying like I was like I'm not really a tactile person in that yep. sense like uh, the beats that like I, I got given um uh, a, a copy of uh a music program acid mm. back in the day in like year nine or year ten or um and and that's sort of like I, I I'm, I'm very like with that I'm like I can I can make a beat on a computer mm. better than I can make a beat on a machine because my like my hand eye coordination like you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't crawl before I walked I was I was on the ground and I walked yeah like, yeah yeah I, yeah, I got yeah. a bit of a yeah people that know me will tell tell you I'm unco that's that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, but um but like um yeah like when I was when I was around turntables like I'd have I'd have a scratch and stuff but it was like words words were my thing yeah. like like words words and emceeing like i used to do acting in high school mm. and in, in primary school like it helped me come out of my shell a lot and like um i guess i didn't know it at the time but like uh through acting like develop a confidence that i'd lost through like what had happened at home and yes. stuff yeah um and um like that i like i maybe that was like a an unfair advantage with like the early shows because like people were jumping up and it's like you're not projecting your voice. Like in my head, I'm like, mm. you know, like you're not projecting your voice. Like, yeah, yeah, voice, yeah, yeah. Stand center stage. Like, uh, stand center stage, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like, so, so, I, I guess hip hop for me, man, was like, the, 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 like, like the actual, like, when when hip hop came in, would be like, 
my, my, my next door neighbor, Josh or Joey Sincere, who was on the duct tape on Scissor Paper Rock, um, he, he sort of, I think it was like the Marshall Mathers, the Marshall Mathers LP or something like he, he was into West Coast stuff. He was into Cube, Dre, um, yep. Snoop. Um, for me before like hip hop, like, as I said, before we were recording Mid- Midnight Oil, yeah. was like a really influential band yeah um the style of music and the, and the the dramatic change in their music like in song like the u.s forces song like yeah. it changes after that first and then like like i really took a lot from yeah i also peter garrett is an mc yeah dude <laughs> but, you were saying yeah yeah but there is there is an there's an mc like quality to his know, music yeah and, yeah yeah to and to the way he performs his music exactly. too you know <laughs> Yeah. Um and, and he actually his you watch his footage from the eighties, he raps more than a lot of rappers do nowadays. He he says a lot more lyrics in his songs than a lot of rappers nowadays are saying in their songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe <laughs> so, it. Yeah. Um but I was never a fan though, I was never a midnight nah, oil fan. No, they just it's didn't an, do it's it an acquired taste. Yeah. <laughs> but I know like people like, you know, I know Midnight Oil is a huge influence on a dude like Reason, you know, big shouts to Re. Like you know, I know that for fact and hey, there's a definite influence, but yeah, me personally, like I always, I always threw uh, Midnight Oil in that pub rock fucking that pub rock bin, you know. Yeah. Like I just couldn't <laughs> deal with like pub rock man, like Chisel, fucking Oil, Midnight Oil, like fucking Nickelback, like anything like that. Like, and I know Nickelback is like way after the fact, yeah, but yeah. you know, just that whole pub rock thing, man, didn't Stuff do it for that, me. Yeah, the- but as an adult, like yeah, going back, man, I can appreciate like because they were so much more. I mean, they were political activists, yeah. you know, or they were act. Activists, social activists, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. Um, I think I think Peter Garrett kind of cheapened his legacy by joining the Labor Party. To be perfectly honest, man, and he, you know. Well, you did certainly. Yeah, but he like to me he was accountable as well because more accountable, but brought in as a token. I don't know. Maybe as a token social activist, token whatever. Well, I don't you know. In that, before that about whole how they, era. they 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 targeted him. They they hit him with that. Yeah, those, yeah, yeah. those those allegations. Maybe it was like. Yeah, well, would, look what was, happened. Look when when you know Gillard took over the Labor Party. I'm pretty sure Garrett was one of the first people to go. Like one of, once if he was too vocal with his music, and it's like, well, his music's always going to be there. But if he's in a position where he's like in a seat of power, and then we like throw allegations at him and, and assassinate the character, like maybe we can take some credibility away from the music. Well, and, <laughs> and that was the thing. And then there's a, there was a report on Triple J, and this was also something we mentioned briefly just off air. But I'm pretty sure it was someone on Triple J saying that they smoked weed with. Peter Garrett in a hotel room. Like I think it was like Daniel Johns from Silverchair and Miff Warhurst and all them and they sat around and blazed a spliff. And it made fucking news at the time. And Peter Garrett came under a lot of – but think, man, this motherfucker – man, this motherfucker was, was a rock star for fucking 30 years before joining politics. He was probably doing coke in fucking bathrooms back in the 80s. Like, man, like, you know, really? There is a degree of baggage that comes with his background as he enters into politics, you know? You can't kind of drag that up now and use that as some sort of le- political leverage well, over here. One of my best mates from when I was young, like, had never done any chemical drugs until he joined the army. Yeah. Um, Cashed up. Well, like, Cashed like, up like being, 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 being around people who maybe were into it as well like uh, like yeah. like it, it didn't get detected you know when when they did tests and stuff and it's like if it's funny how like someone in a position of who represents the people can be like have that stuff thrown at them you mm. know you know even though they've got like a ton of 
strong positive messages they yeah. do musically, yeah. but it's like you can have like it's like every the majority of people under the sun are under under some sort of yeah. influence of something. It's like you know, it's like but they don't. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah, 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 bro, exactly. But see, like. Uh, I know, like, and there's got, nothing fucking wrong with drugs. Like, you know, I remember hearing fucking, I can't remember who fucking said it, but someone once said it, and I still stand by this. Drugs are like fire. Fire, you, I'm sorry, it, what is it? Yeah, it's an it's an analogy. Re- require fire. Well, most. Well, well, no, no, I mean, <laughs> no. drugs are like fire, man. Like fire, it can cook your food, it can warm your home, mm. but if you put that fire into the wrong hand, uh, it'll yeah, burn your uh, house to the fucking ground. Yeah. And drugs are like that, man. You can go out, use drugs in moderation, you can go have fun, yeah. you can fucking have a great night and you can say goodbye to it, but if you choose to go down that path, it'll fucking tear your fucking life to shreds. Funk, you know, that's Funk what addiction from is. Social Change sent me a quote, like that exact same thing, but with a knife analogy. Yeah. And saying like a knife can be used to save the life of a patient in a hospital, but can be used to like take the life of someone on the street or whatever. Yeah. And it's like the knife is neither good or bad. Mm. It's the it's the approach of the Yeah, of the and youth. the intent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, man, like... I don't want to like like I know like I'll, I'll do like a combined music and and what we were talking about at the start thing, mm. but for me like because like I I had like at the at the time when, when we were talking about earlier 2012 like I was I was using different chemical um, stuff like I like MDMA and, and different stuff like yeah. that like because of the circles uh, I was like different circles that I was associating with at the time and, and that was all part of that that seeking thing like I was seeking something and I hadn't sought like I'd always not sought in in that realm and so like that was thankfully short-lived you know and it's like that at that same time was when like I got introduced to the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra the um the 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 the, the three words which is like like the, the Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare, 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 Ram, Hare, Ram, 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 Hare, Hare. So that is like, now it's like that saved me from like the, like when, like that's what they sing when when, when we're out on the street, yeah. you know, like that's what the devotees sing. Like when when people are like jumping up and down, like like in, like in ecstasy, like sort of like looking like they're yeah. crazy, they're, they're singing those three words, Hare yeah. Krishna and Rama. And it's like the, you can get an ecstasy, an ecstatic feeling of, of, of that sound vibration yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if if you attentively say it and, and engage your mind and your tongue in it yeah. um, at, the, at, at that time when when like that was introduced to me I was looking for the different things but in a much more like I, I wanted those feelings but they never seemed to last with with the drugs like yeah. that always the next day would be 10 times worse than what you felt of before course. you took them and stuff of and it's course. like um or, or like the day after if it was like you know if it kept you awake overnight it's like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah when, if you're when, still when, going when you know? finally and yeah. it's, it's it's like um someone someone said to me like um i can't remember who it was um but they were um it was like a friend i think i met after one sunday feast um one of the uh, govindas had sunday feasts where they you know um, you, you just go and have a have, like every, sing and like speak some philosophy and have a feed. Um, and someone said like, you know, um, I was asking them about like ayahuasca. Mm. A friend of mine like did ayahuasca and they were, you know, like they were searching. They had an experience and and this and that. It's like, but then it's like quite confusing for them when they when they came back and whatnot. And this um this this gentleman broke this like down for me where he's like, all all different substances 
you know, it's like if, if, if you're trying to, if everyone is like, if the searching is like trying to attain to that top of the, the mountain peak, all the different substances will take you up. Some will take you quicker and mm. then, and then your journey will stop. Some will like, you know, like will, will take really long to progress and then like speed up or like every, everything, you know, like will show you so much. Mm. Ayahuasca will show you so much. DMT will show you so yeah. much. It's like, and, and you might not have the understanding to process that. Uh, what what it, what it's shown you like 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 marijuana will like show you so much in like you know patience and tolerance and, yeah. and not non-reactivity like alcohol can show you in bringing out inhibitions if 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 you know isn't there isn't there isn't there something like the seven levels of consciousness or something and you can reach you that. can reach these various levels of consciousness with particular substances so like the yeah. ayahuasca's uh, DMT datura there's certain hallucinogens like when we're born we come out the womb tripping, but like the, that pineal gland hasn't. The DMT yet. is seeping in. That's yeah. right. And that's what I heard. I heard like certain substances take you back to the womb. So a, a newborn baby <laughs> comes out screaming, kicking, because it comes out the womb tripping fucking balls. <laughs> like yeah, it's all new. It's supposedly all the body releases DMT in your brain when you're born, and then the other yep. time, supposedly, when you die. There you go. There you go. Two times. Yeah. So, so some of these some sleeping. Of these, I've heard sleeping deep, deep sleep can do it as well. Well, I've heard like smoke a spliff, and it's as good as yoga. The, I've heard. The, you the, know? the, the flu, I was told that by a university teacher. The fluoride so, is know. said to calcify the pineal gland, yeah. like certain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, and and if your if your pineal <laughs> gland is like the more it's calcified, the less deep sleep you have. Yeah. The less deep sleep, uh, less state of REM you enter, like. This is uh, Google, Google it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Google it. Yeah, because it's it's fucking deep. That shit. It's um, deep. Like, do you do do you meditate? Um. So so I do like, I I do what's called like um. How do you, how do you say it? it's like like mantra meditation? Okay. Um. The, I've got the the beads the beads in my bag. Um, you can leave those fucking dirty beads. You see, you see the Harry Krishnas with the bag on their hand yeah, yeah. and, and one finger poking out and they got, they got beads in their, in this bag. It's chanting beads and they're made from a plant, um, which is called Tulsi basil, okay. um, which is a sacred basil. Um, they, they carve these beads out of Tulsi or, or neem. They sometimes use neem as well, or sometimes just like common, like just use any wood to, to do it for, for people who are like, just want to chant. Mm. So they, they're basically chanting that, that mantra or like 108 times makes one round. They, they do that. They try to do that 16 times in a day and that's their form of meditation. It usually okay. takes about two hours um, and it's sort of like just focusing the tongue and the mind on a, on the transcendental sound vibration. Yep. Um, so like I don't I don't sit and meditate because I fall asleep. I don't, I don't sit like I can't cross my legs so well. Like like when when um, when when I'm chanting like I, that's that's a meditation. But but it was explained to me that anything that you do attentively whether it's writing of like writing rhymes, gardening, cooking, is like meditation. You can you can make that a meditation. Yeah, because yeah. I I I man, this is probably going back fucking close to two years now. But I was attempting meditation for maybe a week. I probably tried like realistically. It was probably less than a week. It might have been a couple of days. But I remember I downloaded an app and then I went to YouTube and I play, I would play the fucking meditation videos and shit like that because I remember reading. Actually, I think it was Russell Simmons, the co-founder of Def Jam. Oh, know. no, I was, I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, well, no, Russell, the co-founder yeah, yeah. of Def Jam, he runs meditation <laughs> clinics, I think, in Bali and shit like that. And I remember hearing, you know, he's long story. He's vegetarian now. Yeah, he's so, a, yeah, yeah. definitely, man, definitely yeah. very spiritual dude, yeah. you know. But um, 
Um, yeah, and he's someone that came from a fucking lifetime of fucking drug abuse and, you know, Hollis Queens and fucking crazy 80s yeah, New yeah. York, you know, Lower East Side partying and shit like that. Like, there's crazy stories out there. But, you know, in later life he found fucking meditation and faith and philosophy and all that kind of thing. But I remember reading something about, you know, how the most successful people out there meditate. They somehow find the time. Like, and I just fucking – granted, I probably didn't give it the time you have to – but I just fucking couldn't do it. You know, I just wanted to try it. Just, you know, see if it helped me in some way with some clarity because I'm the same. My mind is just so not, active. It's, it's harder you know, to control like I, I the weed at the end of the day just to turn <laughs> off, you know, like, like seriously, because it's the only thing that kind of just chills me out and just goes, Voomph, you know, I just kind of go, I can just go, yeah, level. You that's, know? Like, that's the purpose of like the mantra, the mantra meditation as a form of meditation is that it, it's, it's meant to engage the tongue and the mind. And when when they're engaged in, in like saying the sound, you, you know, like you sort of like try and like limit other distractions and it becomes quite like tranquil, quite quite calming. Mm. If it's done, if those same things are said like out on the street with the music and the, the, the drum, the mridunga going and the, the, the hand symbols, like it, it, it can, it, the, same, the same three things can be like, like the, the most ecstatic feeling. Yeah. Um, I, and for those listening right now, welcome back to the Beers Beats and the, the Personal Wellness Podcast. This, fucking. this is a hip hop. This yeah. is hip hop. Most said, most deaf said, like you know, they ask you. Yeah, wellness how, is an industry now. How, how is hip hop going? Ask yourself, how how am I going? It's like because hip hop is it's a self expression. I that's think right. like I think that's what it's like lost a lot in like recent times. It's like everyone's trying to you know, it's like you go into the net and it's like um, uh, such and such type beat. You know, it's like people people are selling their beats because, like, on the merits that they sound like someone else. It's like yeah. that that ain't cool. Yeah, like, yeah. people are rapping to sound like someone else. Like, that ain't cool. Like, yeah. like I'm like, dude, I wanted you on this podcast to have these kind of conversations because I thought this would be the conversation that we would have. I mean, you know, <laughs> we, this we, will, we're getting there. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, but but like, you know, beyond the hip hop and beyond the usual sort of bravado and everything that you hear out of this podcast and profanity and fucking carry on and whatever else, <laughs> but. Lyad Weird has zero swear words. It's, oh, it's, really? It's completely well done. Uh, well like, fucking I, done. R- 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 I didn't swear on my verse today. I think. I don't know. Are you on I it, Ross? Afro did. Afro swore. Yeah. You and Afro get the pass. You get the swear pass. But get, you know, I think guests it's do- get the swear yeah. pass. <laughs> I reckon it's dope to have these sort of conversations, man. Like just conversations that are still fucking hip hop, man. Regardless, because yeah. that's you know that's one of your pursuits. That's our pursuit. That's you know that's what it is. But I knew we would have just a different conversation with you, man. Like, oh, I appreciate your time, bro. Well, well, like Trav, Trav said before, like, you know, like people message in, like it gets them through. The podcast gets people through. Yeah. You know, like, diff- you know, like if they're stuck at work, chuck, you know, chuck talk it up. on. You got to talk up. If, if, if you're stuck at work, chuck it on. Like, you know, it gets people through. Yeah. And it's like, we're, we're going to, we're definitely going to talk about hip hop, but it's oh, yeah. like, it's like ev- every, everyone who's a hip hopper, like, you know, has a heart that beats and, and yeah. it has, has, has stuff that they go through. And it's like, I think all of us go through the, a lot of the same stuff in, in different circumstances. Certainly. And if, if we don't, it's like, it's like describe a diamond. Like you, you got like 20 people in a room, describe a diamond. It's like no one perspective is right, mm. but if you all contribute the perspectives mm. and like take them all into account, then you start to get an idea as to like what that diamond looks like, you know, or like how, you know, it's like, 
It, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm that. That's s- dope. I'm that's dope. <laughs> that's dope. That's a gem right there. You know, that's like, a, a gem. That's a gem. <laughs> Man, Drop a gem on him. Like, like, look, like hip, uh, hip hop, hip hop's been with me since like I was writing rhymes like in the form of poetry to like mentally process my parents breaking up and like being being as dad said like the man of the house or yep. whatever. Um, like I, I, I'd write, I'd write my thoughts. It was like page after page, uh, not didn't rhyme to start with, and then it started to have some rhyme to it. Um, like when I, when like Josh introduced me to like hip, uh, Snoop, Snoop, Cube, and Dre, mm. like. Um, I was also listening to Run DMC. Like I had WinMX. Um, I was download like you know WinMX. Like the it was before um, uh, Lime, Lime, Lime Wire. Wire or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like so. Like I downloaded Easy Easy Does It. Like, oh yeah, that was one of the first ones. Classic. Um, Inf- Classic. Infinite. I, I got onto Infinite. Oh, in Eminem's like, first one. Man, in, in yep. year eight. In like in, in year in year eight of high school. Um, end of year eight, start of year nine. Um, I, I got like a couple of people like introduced me to weed yep. like I, I smoked weed for the first time went down before school um like we we smoked like out of a fucking orchie bottle or whatever it was yeah, um and went back to like like <laughs> we got back it was like in textiles we, we skipped textiles and yeah, then yeah. got back for like um year assembly yeah, i yeah, got yeah. called up to stand because i was like laughing at the lights and stuff it was, <laughs> I was just, you know before that in high school people were saying like oh you're a stoner mm. and like I, I did i didn't know what they meant because like i wasn't you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, did, yeah. I just looked kind of tired because like I, I i hit my eye when i was a kid and like kind of when i like this this eye closes a bit more yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as people you know, some people say, "Oh, you, you look a bit funny, like the way you know you speak out the side of your mouth." Like a, a, a combined hit eye and a slightly deaf right ear, you're gonna get a, a dude. Sli- you just wire and weird, a- aren't you? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but like but like so the poetry the poetry was like how how it was for me like writing writing poetry to like process what I was like feeling, yep. um, and then it was like the musical side came in with with like friends like my mates showing me music and then um i think the first album i bought was what well, like after after the marshall mathers lp which was like it dropped around the time when i was getting into it yeah. um was the w i, I bought from like sanity at, or hmv at brookside oh, yeah. the third <laughs> what is that the third woo album yeah 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 um like the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chamber music and the party nothing. Um so like Wu Wu was Wu was there from day dot for me. Like I think uh, creatively, like with with rhymes, I Eminem was um like actually Aussie hip hop, the very first like Tawong was the very Ooh. was my introduction to Ooh. Aussie hip hop. A lot of people sit and crack a six pack from the yeah. plastic on my quest what to get plastic. What a classic yeah. song. Had you heard the authentic LP or no. did you just heard the one no, song? I heard I heard I heard um Tawong. Yep. And then um classic piece of music, man. I listened to it like I know I listened to it in the last couple of months and it's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Eh? Like yeah, timeless. Really um, fucking timeless, man. That, what's that track? Bigfoot's on. Um Oh every now and then. Man, that it's a classic. Yeah, man, every now and then. Yeah, go back to the Oath episode. We've spoken on every now and then at length, you know. We've spoken on a lot of these songs at length over the course of these 50-something episodes, you know. But there's a reason we have. It was around that same time, like, like, um, Elf, Flows, and Verbill were, were like, because yep. um, 
left. Also, can I just can I just stay? Please continue that. Yeah. But like you came up in that same like. So for those listening, maybe outside of Brisbane, or even if you're in Brisbane, and you sort of weren't aware of you've you know come to the scene late or come to the podcast late mm-hmm. or whatever. Pure Product were around as uh, like you know in the infancy of like Kings Connected, Pure Product, or um, connected as Left One, King, which was Kings Infantry. Is a yeah, dude. You know <laughs> that's it. You, and you guys did a lot of songs, or not a lot of songs, but you just did a couple of joints together. You know, like you guys all sort of came up in the same. You know, in, we, this, in that same we, class, almost. I think we're a bit later to the party than some. Than some, like, um, like, yeah, we because uh, it was it was like oh oh six was yeah. when we first got our first one, and it was like Brent, like Marvel. Brent yeah. met Balboa in a club, and then Rob was like invited Brent on because that that Christmas of the New Year's previous, me and Jerry, like fourth fourth degree, yep. we um. So pure product was. Yourself, Tendency, yeah. Fourth Degree, Marvel. Marvel, and DJ Butcher. Yeah, but yeah. at the very beginning, it wasn't Butcher. Okay. Butcher wasn't part of like Butcher. Butcher, we knew Butcher from like the Manfred Days bar burlesque yeah. um, yeah. hip hop nights. We used to play pool against them upstairs, him, yeah. him, tr- uh, Truths, and Toddy. Yeah. Um, or not Truths. Um, what's his name now? Um, Carl. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, uh, that was that was what his name used to be back when it was too ill. Yeah, t- yeah. back in the day, too yeah. ill. Too Ill. So so yeah. it's like, um, and there was battles on it. There was battles that 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 happened at at, at Manfred's yeah, bar. Manfred, yeah. And so like uh, that's how I met like like Alexander Commander, like I think Richie D, like me and Butter, me and oh, that's right. Butter met Fuck, there. Dude, yeah, I remember those names, Richie D. <laughs> I remember seeing Richie D. He was working in a dry cleaners in fucking town. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, ducked um, out one day. Yeah. Like Rob was hosting them. Yeah. Um. Like, uh, uh, he's a good little dude, that Richie D. Uh, Lani, Lani was pretty much there. Lani was always there. Um, uh, we there was like a number of launches there, but like, like after, um, like we we went on the uh, we went on we went on the radio after Brent met Rob. Mm. Um, me and Jerry had known each other since year 10. Mm -hmm. We met through a mate that like I knew through acting. Mm. Um, he used to come over because he lived around the corner, um, and he'd bring. We, we'd send verses over MSN Messenger, yeah, and like yeah, you know, yeah. record a mic or whatever, like shitty recording. Um, but I got a microphone in like year nine or year ten, um, and he would come over after school or whatever. Like we would have sent verses back and forth, and I'd um, in in my hallway and in the toilet, um, you know, seat down obviously, like the microphone in there. Uh, get the ca- the couch cushions like we had like a, ca- a pretty crummy couch put the couch cushions up like f- make a booth like yeah. thumbtack the thumbtack the blankets against the door against like or, or in the hallway like thumbtack them you know pillows from from the from the couch like whatever but yeah, it's a, yeah, for, no one was home just just yeah. whatever <laughs> um so Jerry would come over we'd like we'd like sort of um we'd like record and whatnot um and like that was that was the beginning of like three deep. Me, yep. me, Jerry, my next door neighbor, um, Joey Sincere, um, Josh, who, who started me in music. We had a crew called Three Deep. We were rapping over jacked beats and a couple of a couple of beats we got from like Brent when we first met him. Me and Jerry met Brent at the New Year's Eve party in like '05 or whatever, um, and we had a CD, like a six track CD. 
um, a 3D p- little thing I pressed up with like printed on my computer, like you know, stick like tape, like sticky tape or whatever, like adhesive paper on the top of the CD that comes off when it's playing. The yeah, C- yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like we recorded, and then we met Brent. Um, we met Brent in like the first year after school. Uh, the first year after school at a New Year's party that he had at his house, he was living at Newmarket, um, and we were rapping. He was rapping, and it's sort of like it was like it was like a cipher, like a first sort of cipher, you know, in a party vibe that I was part of, more or less. Um, when Brent met Rob, and like at the time we were like, I think we were like under the name Flatliners, the yes. Flatliners crew, yeah. um, which yeah. we changed later because yeah. we weren't, Cause we there didn't was know. A US group called the Flatliners <laughs> back in the early nineties, yeah. um, around the same time as like the Grave Diggers and all that sort yeah. of shit. I remember they got lumped in with the Grave Diggers, the Flatliners. You know, there was this, there was this short-lived movement in hip hop called horrorcore. Horrorcore. Yeah, yeah. You're aware <laughs> of it. We were definitely not that. You were that. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so like we 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 met. Brent Brent, um, and then Brent introduced, like, like Brent brought us in when after, like, we got the invitation. Um, we rapped on, it was like 2006, um, we rapped on the method that Rob was hosting on a Thursday night, a 4 yep. Z. Um, K West came in, or, like, after or whatever, heard the take and said, like, said Sam, to Samson, he called Sam and was like, I reckon these guys are pretty good at what they do or got whatever. Whatever, <laughs> ask ask Westy what the I don't know what the dialogue yeah. was exactly. Westy's in Amsterdam now. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he was back like when was it? Just before Easter, we had him on the show. That's yeah. dope, man. Yeah, living the dream. Yeah, man. We had <laughs> yeah we had an Optimum episode. It was dope. I think they go into a bit of like the um <coughs> red tape stuff. I can't remember. It was a bit of, of yeah, a little bit of red tape stuff. It's a bit of a loose evening um, that one. Like we like we we after 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 that. Like Mokes was in that night, mm. and Babylon was shouts doing to Babylon. Shouts to Babylon, big shouts. And he put us on the um, like the first gig that we ever did was at Manfred's the bar, the Barbellesque, yep. and it was like um, but they weren't doing ciphers. I don't think at, the, at that time it was it must have been early or whatever. And we wrapped our little three songs, and it's like you know, teen angst or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. West, Westy was spinning the music at the time. He's he's in the back. Um, this, the first actual gig that we did was the Four Triple Z Hip Hop Festival. Yeah. You guys were you guys were part of that. It was heaps of names part of that. Yeah. Um, so we performed on the third night at the at the at like um, amidst like there was a there was like an MC battle. There was like we 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 invited like all our mates for the first gig at, yeah. at, at that festival and, and like I, people from I went to high school with people who like weren't into hip hop and yeah. and whatnot they they came and like they saw us or whatever they that was like one, a lot of for a lot of them the only gig they went to you know yeah. like um that was our first gig and like um but like I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with like inviting friends to a show, and if yeah, they, could they be? if they, if yeah, if, if yeah. they, if they like what, if they like what you perform, and then like they're not feeling like what, what else is on the bill, and they yeah, don't yeah. stick around, but like. The you, atmosphere for outsiders was a lot. Um, yeah. It was hostile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I suppose it was fairly insular too in but, those but, in those but days. Bef- but before everyone came into it, we're all we're, we're all outsiders to it. Before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we all wanted a broader audience. <laughs> You know, right. like, yeah, I don't get, I'd never sort of, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but yeah, I don't really get it. Yeah. Um, man, like. Well, how do you guys go into fucking recording um, Eviction Notice? That came after the Renegades album. Eviction Notice came after Red Tape Renegades? Yeah. Oh, really? Re- Re- Renegades, like, 
see a, a, addicted taking it there and um and check it check it our songs and also puppet on a string Mar- marvel solo yeah. they were on eviction notice to begin with yeah um and then it was like there wasn't i don't know there was a bit of talk amongst like you know red tape that um or like because red tape before it was red tape was like the optimum yeah yeah because yeah. um, they were like our guides yes. for like you know um, for music, we, we'd like after Sam was at his uh, at the Sherwood place. He he was in he was in the valley, and we'd be there pretty much every day. We weren't working, yep. like um, you know, learning and, and recording and just mucking around, probably wasting a lot of Sam's time. And mm. you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, and and I think he was learning a, a, a like he was he he was learning a lot about recording at the time. Yeah. He, a lot of people were coming to him. Um, like there was yeah, a he was time, running that spot fucking flat out for a while there, right? Like, Space um, Ghost. Dantes was going there and like um, yeah. was 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 having like one on one sessions and learning learning a lot from him as well. Like, yeah. um, shout out to Dantes, man. I, I oh, love, I love Rory, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Sam, Sam, like Sam was he 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 made beats and he had he had the recording facility, and we didn't have beats. We had rhymes and we we knew how to say them and stuff. And we 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 bought we we kind of just were young. We brought the energy to the stage. Um, so like because Sam and Westy had heard us on the show with Rob, um, they were like, well, you know, like, let's give them a crack. Like, yeah. let's, let's, you know, like there was never any, like, we, we never signed any contracts. There was never any, like, there, there used to be stigma that we'd sort of jump, like, you know, I don't know like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You guys just jumping on the Optimus dick or whatever. Like, you know, like, you know, you're nothing without the OPs. Like, like the song, call it what you want off eviction notice addresses that. And it's like that there was, there was talk like by like uh, like groups of our of our similar age like never from anyone like no. older like we, it was only, it was only love from anyone who was like yeah. doing their own thing and and appreciating someone else doing their own yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know it's like there was there was a bit of like um after the renter crowd thing died down it was like oh yeah you just like you know nothing without ops back and sort of thing but it's like i don't know man you're always like, gonna face that kind of thing man You'd have to ask. Well, you'd have listen, to ask them. <laughs> but you guys achieved. You you guys achieved a lot in a short period of time. I mean, you had Shogun distribution. You had videos. Yeah. You had big shows, big supports. You as you. We you know, we, we borrowed a bit. Of, we we borrowed like a little, like a little bit of money to like pay for keep an eye out. Mm. Um, paid that back. It was it was it was like, it, I don't know. Like there was a thing of like being on red tape was like. You're on a label. It's like yeah. everything was taken care of, but it, it was like it was it was just the basics of like. Oh, it's still S- fucking... Sam, Sam, Sam recorded and he, he made a dope yeah. beat and he made us sound good. Like it was we, we it was never like. Dude, most of these labels are yeah. just a collective of friends. Exactly. You know that, that, and that's the best thing. Yeah, right? yeah, that's, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, like. I don't know, man. Like Sam, Sam, collection like, of friends that congregate around one of their spaces, one of their houses, because they've set up a studio, right. <laughs> and that's where the label begins. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, like you band together underneath that flag, underneath that banner. You and, know? and I think, like, as long as you, like, as long as you maintain keeping that in mind, the mm. longer the label will run. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Ill, Ill Bill says on like one of the tracks on um, what's wrong with Bill about like. No, no, and a Q unique says um, on on that track on um, uh, what's wrong with Bill? No, no, there's a track on Q unique's album where he's talking about like what a great fucking yeah, album! Yes, yeah. what a great album, man. Yeah. Between Q- Heaven and Hell is a great fucking record, man. I, I saw him like I saw him perform with Rock Raider 
And Lord Finesse and DJ Eclipse. Yeah, at, yeah. at, at the Super Jam back in the day. Um, yeah. I've actually got I've got a photo of it. Um, it's not really relevant for the radio podcast. <laughs> but um, um, but yeah, it's like um, Q Fuck, he got a lot of flies in that fucking dude. Have, 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 have a look. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Um, this is good. Seeing Q Unique probably like sh- taught me how to like rock a crowd because I. Oh, he's one of the best to do it. He is. Ill Bill yeah. called him the David Lee Roth of hip hop. Because, yeah. like, if you know anything about, like, 80s rock, David Lee Roth was the ultimate front man. Like, yeah. you know, from Van Halen. He was fucking an incredible showman, great performer. And that's what Ill Bill calls Q-Unique, the David yeah. Lee Roth of hip-hop. Yeah. And now he's doing rock again. Really? Yeah, him on Instagram, what's the band? I he's I in a band with you. the Korn, members of Korn. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> that's mad. Oh, fuck, what are they called? I, I, sent him, yeah. I sent him these old photos in from, like, the from that Zulu Nation Super Jam at, at the Tivoli where, like – where he performed, like, because I got a photo with him and, and a photo with um, Rock Raider, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, but, like, man, like, seeing Q perform was, like, insane, like, the energy he brought. Um, He's good, eh? Like, uh, one, thing, one thing, like, because I know there's a lot of people doing, like, music nowadays, like, getting into it, like, so much more than they used to be, you know, um, no matter what. <laughs> wow, did you guys support MOP? Yeah, man. With in Brizzy? Kings. Yeah, yeah. Wow. How was that? It was good. Did you see Byron? No. No. I heard the Byron. Byron show was live. No, I, 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 it was fucking dead. Or like yeah, was, the Eps, Did they do the ESPY? Was, was it the ESPY? They, cause the, the Kings oh, the, apparently the ESPY floor moved. Yes, that's did the you one hear I, that? Yeah, that's like the one the I heard. The floor moved. Yeah. It was such a fucking hype live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard that. Man, it was, it was like, I think the MOP gig had a similar vibe to the, when RZA came to the, like RZA, when RZA played on Tuesday night at the, um, at the hi-fi bar. Yeah, and it was so And it was like, it was, it was just. Oh, is know, this you and CUNY? Yeah, man. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah, dude. Holy fuck. <laughs> Jesus I look like this. I look like the skeleton emoji in... in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you look like an emoji. <laughs> Man, the M- MOP, MOP was like... they, they st- the, the way their set started in Brisbane was live and then like oh, after, a, after a point, the crowd wasn't giving them um, a lot for, for like some of their like old like different songs i think i think that they thought that they didn't have appreciators in the audience yeah. like because i mean at one point like the dj the dj was rapping um over like some some song that wasn't theirs or whatever it's like it was still it was still insane to see them perform live oh, man right they're like they yeah i mean we, i've been into you know i think we've been we've spoken sorry we've spoken at length on my love affair with fucking with um fucking mop jesus christ man you've done a lot of shows and you and kings connected pure product and kings connected together on almost all these fucking flyers i mean like off the back of MOP, you guys did a fucking hell of a lot of supports. Yeah, I mean, man. you wanted to speak on the evidence support in particular. Yeah. And I'm like, me personally, I think evidence is one of the greatest solo acts to emerge from a group since Ice Cube. Evidence. That's that's, that's where I stand with <laughs> Ev. Like, was, Ev man. is a huge influence on me today. You flourished after Dilated. After Dilated, man. Yeah. yeah. I remember getting the Source magazine, right, where the first Dilated album, The Platform, was um, reviewed. 
and they criticised evidence for being too monotonous <laughs> or whatever. And I think it was given like three mics in the source. And I think evidence as a sol- is easily the greatest solo MC to emerge from a group yeah, since Ice Cube. Yeah, and look at him now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as a solo artist. I know everyone's uh, – it's amazing how, when, you know, it's like they'll criticise and then when, when it becomes the thing, it's like everyone sort of flocks to it. So yeah. many, There's so many more monotone rappers now. That, like Drake is monotone as – Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Man, shit. No, yeah. I, I'm not sure if I'd say he's a rapper, but some people would say I'm wrong. Well, some people, yeah, I mean, some people rate him as an MC. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know, each to their own, you know. Yeah. I don't think he's for my, for me or my generation. There's obviously a reason why he's at where he's, you don't, you don't get to. Oh, well, Degrassi Junior, <laughs> my friend. That's fucking how you get to where you're at. <laughs> oh, Drizzy. <laughs> but, you know, you wanted to say something about it. What were you talking about, Ev? Man, um, it was Drake, F? wasn't it? Drake was on Degrassi. Yeah. So like, after like, so pure like with pure product like from like '06 to like 2010, like there's probably I don't know. There's like more than 20 different support spots that. Duckets for those listening. Duckets has short listed. Yeah, <laughs> all his support slots. He's got a list in front of him. Scroll. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll post this on. I'll post this so you guys can like get a get a gauge. I'll just take a photo of you doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You got to talk. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot this isn't a video. <laughs> um. So like after, like there was like. Like we 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 did a couple together, like the Master Race, um, and oh, that was off. E- oh, with us, like with seven fifty. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys were on tons of tons, with us. <laughs> tons of them. Tons the, of them. I, I saw you guys perform when I when one of my first gigs, um, at the what the step in was called at the, back in the day. The milk when it, it was milk bar. Shammy, Shamrock, Shamrock, yeah. yeah. Um, Pegs it used to be a titty bar on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, right. And they turned it into a venue in yeah. that front little bar. Yeah, <laughs> it was a pub. It was it's, just a pub. It's strange, strange how that vibe still remained years after. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it Dude, lingered. it was the shittest fucking pub. Like you know, when it I really turned eighteen, was. I remember we'd knock off work and we we're like, "Man, where's the titty bars? Where's the titty bars?" And that was the one. That Shamrock was the one that was open at like one thirty in the afternoon. Man, I remember like the milk bar stars with Pegs and Muffin Pluto, yeah. and like you guys, you guys performed at that, and the Optimum yeah. performed at that. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. or, or at least lazy was. I'm pretty sure like, it said lazy in town drunks on the. Yeah. Um, like yeah, possibly. Probably. Um, oh, where was that going? <laughs> but like, like we did Master Ace and like the New York, uh, New Year's, the New Year's Eve gig at the Hi Fi with the Oars. Well, yeah, just going through um, those flyers on your phone just then, like, yeah, we've, yeah, there was a ton of them that brought back some memories. I was yeah. like, wow, that's right, <laughs> that's right, just going through them, yeah. Like, and it's funny, like how like the from. Like that, the first one that we did was at the Step In, and then it's like so many throughout it. Like it got changed names. Well, Shamrock to Step In. And it's like the evidence. Oh. Who the ducks are in the house? We got Ooh. ducks in the house. <laughs> who's the, all right, hello? Man. All right, hello. man. Who's the duck? <laughs> hello, it's, it's coming what? from this area. Yeah, this bitch outside. You got ducks, Ricky? <laughs> no, keep going, mate. Keep what going. is that? <laughs> Um, so like Jason, who used to throw on the gigs, he was like the promoter who like put on Jason K. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting him on because he's got a 
he'd, he'd, have, he'd have a lot of stories. I think he fucked off to Argentina for a while. He's, he's still, I've seen him a couple months back before lockdown. Um, he's, he, he's the one I asked about when I, when my duct tape, like the duct tape was my solo album that mm -hmm. I like wrote after I lost my job at Harvey Norman. Uh, when I went down for my grandma's funeral and the boss was like, if you're going down during the Christmas period, you don't have a job, like look for another job. What a cocksucker. I was like, yeah, I don't need this. What a cocksucker. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, and then like I was at home um, in 2009 without a job and I was like, you know, like overindulging in the herb. Um, and I like, I wrote, like I, I, I made the beats for the duct tape and then like took like and recorded them at home and then took the project to Samsonite um and like went there like over the course of like say i think it was like two months or whatever um uh and i'd recorded it all at home and then took it to sam and like we pieced it together and he he added a lot of a lot of awesomeness to it yeah, body <laughs> what, to it it wasn't yeah. what it what it, what it is now when i took it to him yeah. you know like um he bought it really bought it out of the show um and then when it was ready and like and it was like strange with that album because it was like you, you look at who who's on it like the de all the dead beats were on it like um my friend Khan was on it sam was on it um sam's skit is one of my favorite skits that he does on that with the the um this ain't some uh run of the mill masking tape this yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he does this like two minute skit over this day's beat and it's like crazy like funny um yeah, he, he just wrote it on the spot. Like Rob, we went down to like the Valley Mall one afternoon when we were recording it and like Rob was having a beer with a friend and he we said, he's like, what are you doing? And like, we're like recording, um, recording my album. He's like, you got a spot, you know? Like yeah. he came up and dropped that verse. One take, walked in, laid it down. Bulbs. Yeah, killed it. Um, that cunt could fucking wrap his fucking ass off, eh? Yeah, and that, that. Like, Fuck. He's one of the people can say what they want. Like you know, I, I never had any personal issues with Rob. I always got along with him. But but beyond that, as an MC, whew, he was a he was a weapon. Oh, a weapon. Man, I'd a love weapon. to go back through the course of history and take all the influential figures in history and, f and talk to the close circle. And I was like, I'm sh like I'm sure there was like because like, there's a thin line between like you know. Like like, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of geniuses that walk amongst us, you know. Yeah, and man. it's like we yeah. like like we got to we got to give roses while people yeah. are still here. It's like people people like I've uh, the shirt I'm wearing says why it weird. Like I've got so many like grievances and hang ups and like things that like eat me up inside anxieties like things I hate about my own personality like and I'm sure everyone everyone mm. can relate to that in some capacity Certainly. like that people like I don't I don't think you can you can have a creative level and a creative output to to like a certain degree and be like It'd be I, normal. I, it goes hand yeah. in hand, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eccentricities go. Who, who sits so in a room and writes on a piece of paper with a looped in yeah. same forty yeah. seconds or two minutes going over and over again for like four hours and doesn't get bored? Like I, I do. Yeah, and you know, and, but you know what? Like I think, like talking, you know, in regards to that dude, like I, man, I don't know. Like I was never on forums like that. I know he copped a lot of flack for shitty writing forums and stuff. But how much of that could have been misconstrued in hindsight? Mm -hmm. You know, and I know he may not have helped. His situation, maybe in the way he went about things, but yeah, the dude had the dude had an unparalleled skill level in terms of spitting, the voice, the flow, the fact he could freestyle off the dome at the drop of a fucking hat, and and like and it sound 
like hundred times better than most written. Oh, like, without fail, without fail. I've I seen it on numerous occasions, man. And like <laughs> I said, I always got along with that dude. I remember I was catching the train with him for a long time when we were because me and him are like the same age, and we kind of came into things at the same time. And man, Belbs is someone I'd have on the podcast, man, just to you know, sure. like clear a bit of air. You know, like I'd love to have him on, man. I don't so, know where the fuck he's at. It'd be so good to get his perspective. Like, yeah, to, I think a lot of people would like to sort of at least just understand. I know Trav, you probably got you know your own sort of. No, I thought you yeah. had some sort of indiscrepancies with him. I know a lot of people do. Like, you know, I, I think I think like the the, the, the further out from the inner circle. Yeah. Okay. It's like if everyone's got like you know your inner circle and then you got like the circle outwards and then it's like when when something happens and like whatever like that inner circle knows what's up. The the the, the circle and the slightly out of like has a filtered ciphered source of information and and the more it goes out, the more like that it gets construed and whatnot. It's like. I think like to, to, to hear it from hear it coming from coming from the person. Yeah. Like that's it's the only way to get like where where that person's yeah. at, you know, like listen, if anyone's listening, get someone to put us in touch with Bell Boa. Because I'm not on Facebook like that. I don't even know if he's on there still. But yeah, get someone to holler you know, I'd like to hear from Rob. Um I'd like to get at him. I always get distracted. <laughs> uh, evidence, evidence, yeah. evidence. Um, I, that was the, like evidence is what the weather report or the weatherman launch here in Brisbane was the launch yeah. of your album or um, your solo. I'd, I'd had like, cause I was, I was working with butter a lot. Like when, um, like when me, me and butter like struck up a friendship at the, at the ciphers and, um, he, we, we did his album launch and like, we were like talking about, um, doing my album launch and so like I called up Jason and like asked him for the 22nd of October 2010 because in it's a really weird thing but in bingo two twos are ducks you say two two and all the oldies like yeah, 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 yeah. And so, <laughs> 88 two fat ladies right? that sort of shit so yeah. 1022 10 ducks October is the tenth month, twenty-two. So it's, I, I was like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a weirdo with that sort of numerology sort yeah. of thing. I don't look into it too much, but like I, I used to. So I was like, Jason, I want the twenty-second of like, is the twenty-second of October available? Mm. And it was. And so like I'd, I'd finished like from the album that was started in two thousand and nine in January at the start of the year that we made. I made with Sam, got all the people in like to record the verses. Um, and like all shouts to Sam for everything you've done, man. I love you, bro. Yeah, um, um, Jason called back. Like I, I got the duct tapes pressed. Like, like the um, shout it, shout to James at um, Digital Media. I think mm. so I forgot. Uh, Crystal, Crystal Media. I think it is. Mm. He got them like back to me in a week. I got them the masters on a Monday. He had them to me on the Thursday. Wow! Like it was insane. Um, uh, I'll I'll put the name. I, I can't remember the name of the company, but I'll. <laughs> um, anyway, ev um, ev evidence got in contact with Jason. Um, like a couple of days after I'd got in contact with him about the duct tape launch, and they Jason called me back and was like, "Hey, um, duck, it's um, evidence." Uh, DJ Total Eclipse and Montage One want to book the step in on the same night as your launch. Do you reckon you can incorporate that somehow? And I was like, you know, <laughs> young young duck yeah. <laughs> was like light bulb, like of course, man, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, no yeah. question. Let's go. So so it like um, Vegas Aces was on the bill. Jerry like fourth degree in yeah. Cam Bluff. Um, Jerry Jerry's like one of. Oh, he, he that's was, right. Those like, guys went on to do the Vegas Aces thing. Yeah, hey? yeah. Because yeah. because he Cause that was a good project as well. He had such a an ear for Jerry's got like. 
Jerry's ability, a fourth fourth degree's ability to pick beats from day one has been like the beats he picks are just like, yeah, yeah, what, like insane, like instant stink face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, like a lot of a lot of the early, like a lot of the pure product bangers were like, you know, Marvel's taste is insane as well. Brent Brentos has got a crazy taste for beats, and it's like, and and all three of what makes it what 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 pure product was, um, but like Jerry, Jerry for him, like evidence. Jay Z were like really huge influences. So like when evidence when, when like evidence was on the bill, I was like, man, J- Jerry has to, like <laughs> it was like no question. Involved. I yeah. think Deadbeats was on the bill. Yep. Um, and the Optimum were on the bill. Um, the like so like evidence evidence performed. Um, like he he came from L.A. We picked him up from the airport. Um. I think it was like Got Beef was was helping with the the promotions of it, um, or Don't Flop. I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was Got Beef. There was Alizé's banners around, and I know there was it was it was a period. It was it was a it was a moment. It was a strange year. <laughs> the right evidence there. like what Alizé? Yeah, Alizé. <laughs> no, yeah. no one drinks that. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh really? Probably well, promoting the Thug Passion, promoting Alizé. Probably. Ah right. It was a yeah. yeah, actually, if any if anyone's spoken to him, he can. St- I still need my duct tape album launch footage, please, sir. And if if there's any way of getting it from your friends, I've got my audio for the duct tape album launch, but I don't have a video. And if you still have contact with those people who filmed it, <laughs> get that footage. Get at me. <laughs> yeah, get that footage. Get that footage. Um, and like that's something like nowadays people like the MCs and the rappers are so lucky because like they've got phones out everywhere. Everyone's got a phone. Everything's getting documented. I wish so much that we had phone of phones or video footage from yeah, back yeah. then because yeah. like you guys tore roofs off buildings. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He, every gig you performed at, and like dude, I, we I, had man, like, we had like uh, well, I mean, fucking, you know, this is probably going back, but we had footage of um. The Murderous Metaphors and 750 show at the Rev, like which is one of the fucking, you know, nights of nights in terms of the, you know, in terms of Brisbane's live hip-hop history. Like we had live, <laughs> we had those all, both sets. Wasn't Start- Oath the dude with the camera? Oath was the, always the dude with the camera. Man, always. I, I came up to you nah, with that, I came up to you with that gig so and, and thought you were Ken Oath. Oh, you're saying before, yeah, yeah and yeah, I was like, because yeah. yeah, I, because because fat bald people yeah. with Big fucking tattoos. tattoos. <laughs> and, and I was, I was, I was, I was, I was young and naive and like just wide eyed, like, oh, rappers, what's up, what's up, rappers? I know, yeah, fat bald cunts with tattoos. <laughs> and because because it was after Tawong, I'd, I'd heard, um, I'd heard, uh, uh, painted with blood, oh, um, and what a and song, like, because I guess like the the way. His voice sound. It was like there was, f- and and when I walked into the, to the to the rev, was it the it was the rev right? Yeah, the, it was yeah. like you were sitting, you were sitting, I think around next lazy, mm. and it was like I guess my mental just associated like like sort of yeah 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 <laughs> quite, big quite quite a quite yeah. a solid fella, quite yeah. a solid voice. That must be Ken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you were kind enough not to not to make a fool of me. Oh, uh, no, I was probably appreciative <laughs> if someone was trying to shake my hand. Like, I don't know, I don't fucking remember. But that yeah. was a live show, man. Um, <laughs> what show was that? Um, that was, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that was the, was, you guys put open. The Murderous Metaphors. Uh, un- unless you guys opened for the strut launch. If he's open for that, it might have been that. Oh, or, I don't know. Um, I don't know. We did a lot of them. It was one, it was one of those. Yeah, <laughs> we did a lot of them. Um, you mentioned something in the car on the way down, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's right," but I can't even remember what that was now. 
<laughs> ah, fucking memories, eh? Aren't they? Aren't they something? <laughs> um, if 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 you're doing music now and you're like you know you're looking for guidance, please take this advice. Don't fall into the trap of becoming what is terminally local, and that is when you are always supporting the people who like I know Corona at the moment no one's touring mm. when things happen again don't don't fall into the trap of just being the person who's supporting the one coming over and not making yourself establishing yourself in a headline position yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one thing I regret so much like because I'm looking like you know like one two three four five six seven like, like tw- 20 gigs between like 06 and 09 like mm. with international Jizza MOP Muffin Pluto Funk oh, Wars so many uh, the DMC Championship. We supported Necro and Mr. Hyde. We did you, know, you do that? Yeah, man. That was a that was a look. Yeah, <laughs> the Master Eight. It's like of all that, it's like we were support. We were support acts, mm. you know. And it's mm. like we we did our pure product album launch. I did my duct tape album launch, and then like after that, like like the Jedi Minds with Dead Beats, Ill Bill, like all all of that is like supporting. It's yeah. like you need to establish yourself yeah. in that in that in that in that capacity, and 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 that's not to say everyone is at that top capacity, yeah, yeah. but but if you've got that potential, yeah. recognize that and establish yourself, and don't become terminally local. You yeah, know, yeah. Don't and and use that as the platform to become the headline act. Yeah, you know. But you know, in saying that, like you know, you're saying about seven fifty. I could probably count on one hand how many shows seven fifty themselves actually probably headlined. Like later, 750 later were years, largely later fucking. Later on, you guys got a bit more, didn't you? Like, like, when, yeah. we're, like after a couple of years of us. We always being... got like prominent support slots. So, like, we yeah, get right. good support slots. Like, you know, fucking. Yeah, a lot of those acts that you mentioned, <laughs> we're on the support slot. But, man, much like yourselves, you know, I mean, there's just those crews in that era, even Russ sort of. I mean, I suppose Russ comes off the back with the exit strategy, like, you know, following the pure products and the Kings Connected. Then there's the exit strategies. But, you know, there was groups that were always, you know, I don't know. Because, yeah, quite seriously, man, I would, at a guess, say there was probably no more than five actual. 750 headline shows, man, you know, and a lot of people, and a couple of those headline shows would have been outside of Brisbane, yeah. But it was like every show that 750 was on ended up being a headline, uh, well, because they were kind of coming, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You know, one of the early ones that I props to us, you need you need Jake Biz on your on your podcast, yeah, there you go. If you could ask the questions, stop, start, record, that would be awesome. One of the early ones I got to mention is um, we performed at one of the last gigs that was held at the Alley Bar. Which was what? Um, it was a bowling, it was like a bowling alley. I know, the, of course, I know the alley oh. bar, but what was the last gig? <laughs> yeah, we, we were there as well, motherfucker. <laughs> I know, I, I, I know only went to it one time, so I, yeah. I, for me, it's like, I don't oh, really know. We did tons <laughs> of shows at the alley bar, man. Tons, tons. Yeah, <laughs> well, for everyone who doesn't, who's listening, it's, it's, a, it's got a bowling alley. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a bowling alley with a bar alongside it, like a bar venue alongside it. That, and it had a fucking, I think it was like a 200 capacity. Yeah. And it was also, one always of, exceeded, always exceeded. Dude, well, they put the hilltop hoods on there. Were you there for that night? No, and they packed like fucking, dude, it was when, it was when, um, like Dumb Enough had just dropped oh. and then Nosebleed section was the beginning calling, to blow yeah. and they fucking packed, they packed that joint. And Brothers Stoney, I know we did it. Like there was a bunch yeah, of things. Yeah, I think yeah. it was it was like a whole night. Coolism might have been on it, Brothers Stoney, did go it down break, the list. Did it break out into like, 
didn't like bro there was people swinging from the fucking right and like this is a venue that held 200 tops alongside a bowling alley Grabbing and, pins and man there was people outside there was fucking yeah it was huge and i think that kind of broke the fucking broke the fucking venue man i think that was you know like it was one At of least the, the nice spirit of the owners like yeah, we, yeah. we don't want to do they couldn't this go too much further after that because it was fucking done but that was just as the hilltop hoods were blowing and it was an yeah. amazing fucking thing to 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 witness because i remember standing side of stage watching it and like actually the uh we speak about it on the dj decide podcast yeah yeah i'm pretty sure gav goes into it because gav was kind of involved with uh the dude bezo who was running the alley bar back then and then he started doing some of the early rev joints as things move from the alley bar over there and um, so on and so forth. But you know what I want to get into with you, man, because one of one of the, um, you know, one of the more unique situations, you know, once again, from an outside perspective or from my perspective that I kind of found you, you in or, you know, your contributions in was Deadbeat Society. You know, we've touched yeah, on yeah. the group throughout, but though like Deadbeat Society was a dope, 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 dope group of individuals here in Brisbane that didn't, Straight up. Yeah, they didn't quite, it never really eventuated. You just put out like that little EP that was a free download on Run Royal. There's a couple of hard copies. But, you know, between you, Twitch, Pi, Butter, Days, Butter, Jules, and Jules, Jules Vega, Vega, you know, like, yeah, it was a, definitely a group of fucking, you know, kind of mismatched egos and shit, I think, you know, and mismatched individuals. But it was just such a unique, it was good fun. unique group of individuals. How does the Deadbeat crew come, or how did the Deadbeat crew come together? And, you know, also I sort of, I got to witness a bit of it firsthand because I know Chubba was fucking with you dudes heavy. So Chubba was trying yeah. to help you guys out and I'd come down to certain things here and there, maybe one or two bits and pieces. There, but, you know, you there's supported- an unreleased song. You supported Jedi Mind Tricks. You supported Ill Bill. Like, you know, you were in that vein. You were in that sort of definitely in yeah. that vein of music at that time i feel like regard like and this is coming from a member of deadbeats and be, it would, despite which deadbeat you ask they would just determine my i guess membership <laughs> yeah i imagine so <laughs> but but i feel like i feel like the deadbeat there's a unique dynamic amongst all you guys man i feel like we took strong inspiration from the wu-tang and from 750. okay like yep. I get, I, I has definitely in like the energy bringing to the stage. Yeah. Like, because, and it's like for any for any group more than like two or three people, it's like what were the other role models locally, other than you guys? I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. So I, you, know. <laughs> I mean, even uh, so, like red tape, kind of, you know, sort of even went with that kind of vibe by doing the red tape thing like these guys would hit the stage as a crew but, you know but 750 is always the, the rebel's always going to be the rebel well yeah 750 was 750 <laughs> the rebel ting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's crazy dude. yeah it's kind of crazy um, to think about the 750 thing so, sometimes so twitch twitch or oh, trev trev came up to me um in 09 uh after the artillery album launch gig where I, I'll have to double check, but I think it was Pure Product, Optimum, and you guys, I, yep. I think by memory. And Trev came up afterwards and basically said like, he dug what he heard on Pure Product and that him and a couple mates were like, you know, writing. Doing some shit. Making, yeah, doing it. Um, and he invited me around to his place. I think it was at Runcorn at the time. I could be wrong. And like, I went around and um, I mean like, off the bat, it's like there was a lot of, like I reckon, like when when I first when I first like when he, when Trev first came up, I was like, man, you're the dopest, and it's like there was there was it was a lot of, I guess because like, you you said there's like a lot of egos, like 
it was a very, I guess, egocentric or ego-based mm. thing from from day one, and and call it bad or call it good, it it, it made it what 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 it was. You that's know? ego breeds amazing music. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's my favorite type of music. Exactly. And I don't and I don't say that as a diss to any one of no. them. I but watching you guys as individuals and like having seen you prior, because you were you were essentially the dude in the crew that had kind of was relatively established at that point. You know, you'd gone from pure product. You were an established MC and, going and, into- And in pure product, man, I, I honestly have, like, like, I was the weakest MC in pure product, no doubt. Jerry, Jerry's punchline game, or yeah. force punchline game was but no, insane. I would say all three of you guys had it in pure product. You were fucking good, man. I, w I was like a, I was like a sproutling, I reckon. Yeah, like, yeah. like with the wired weirds. Like, like given that, like I've, I've, I've done like twenty. I counted them last night. Twenty nine songs since last February. I've oh, recorded. Level of progression since then is insane. Yeah. Man, I, I, yourself, yeah. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Like I did, I didn't know myself where I was at at the time, and it was like I think Brent was re like Brentos or Marvel was really like he was really like in in tune with like where he was at. Jerry Jerry had he had his he he had the method of like how how he how he approached it and his delivery like solid from like year ten man no doubt <laughs> like um but 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 like. When when Twitch came up, or when Trev came up and said that, it was like it was like humbling or flattering or whatever. Like, um, and obviously, like it's easy. Like in a hip hop, hip hop is an ego based ego based thing, um, yeah. and and like the knife, you use it for good or bad. It depends what you get from it. Um, like, um, I, I I took the offer and I was like, you know, because obviously it was like, oh man, like someone someone reckons I'm. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> it's different when it comes from Twitch too. Like, yeah, he has a way about him. Like, if if he says you're good, you know you're on the right path. Because that motherfucker is the biggest critic I've ever met and, in my life. And he <laughs> takes he takes he, and 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 Trev will take five minutes to extrapolate on the fact of why he thinks you're the why yeah, yeah. and reiterate so you know and it's not bullshit. You know, it's yeah, not <laughs> it's, it's it's like this is. I, I, I believe 100% of what you say. And go to YouTube. For those, <laughs> for those listening, go to YouTube, type Deadbeat Society in, and I've got it in front of me. I mean, almost all those joints are up. Raise Hell was probably one of my favorites from there. Dude, yeah, yeah man, you the, had jams. The and couple like, that's, of videos that's how... don't do it justice of what, what it was what it was like. There's a couple, I think, like uh, the All Deafware album launch and like Underdweller's birthday. Yeah, I was yeah. lucky they... enough to see one of the last shows you guys did, I think. Which one was I that? I don't remember where it was, but it was maybe like 2011 or something like that or maybe hold up I will check the paper Re revert to the paper fact check the scrolls was it it's written in Sanskrit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need a, I need a, tra a translator was it Ill, Ill Bill or Jedi Mind it was Jedi Mind Tricks I'm pretty sure Jedi Mind Tricks was the last one that we did it was a big no, show it to do one of those. it was like a local show or was it the after party of Sprung Yes, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that day that day was like the awesomest, suckiest day because it was like sprung sprung was crazy and like like we we, we had the honor of like opening for like you and Lazy like you went you went up with Lazy on the side stage right and like which like, one the first one or the second one um, oh we did them both we we only did one we 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 river stage yeah yeah that was big eh? they they should have had you guys on them like because lazy influence like like lazy's lazy's body of work influenced yeah, yeah. so many of yeah. those artists that were on we that got that bill. afterwards eh? like i mean you know not to fucking sit around <laughs> pissing in our own pockets no. but i remember hearing after that because we went on 
like that was at the river stage and it was packed. It was like 6,000 people or something like that. But we played after the fun cause and before draft who headlined on the next stage. And man, we tore that kind of fucking shreds. Like Absolutely. seriously. Yeah, yeah man. Tore like, that off. There's actually, I'm pretty sure there's still footage of it. Yeah. There's footage of doing, uh, we did get the fuck out of here and we brought bias out for it. Actually, bias came up. The same, the same guy who's got our footage uploaded, it's got your, I think his name's David Sora on, on, on YouTube okay. or whatever. Like I don't know him personally, but just like his YouTube thing. Um, and it's like, yeah, he's got like a, I think like almost your whole, your whole yeah, set. Yeah, possibly, yeah, yeah. That sprung set. That was a good, yeah. After, good after we finished there, it's like Brent, Jerry and Butcher went on and like just like kicked on and stuff. And like I legged it up the road to like, what was it like Tin Billies? Oh, no. It, it, oh, no. It, the well, Transcontinental. No, it was Tin Yeah, no, Billies. the Trans. The, the trans. fucking pub next door. The <laughs> Transcontinental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Fuck, we, did you just perform at that? Yes, man. I remember that. The sound was horrendous. It was like ear piercing, but oh. just the vibe of seeing dead beats live yeah. was amazing. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was spent, man, because I, like, I, you can see in the footage, like, um, like especially in the, in the addicted footage, yeah. when we performed addicted, on on the stage like i i was i was like i felt like because it was near the end of like that that was in like sprung was 2011 so it was like all that other stuff had happened and it was like i felt like we're getting a festival spot you know still i had that mindset of like it's a, it's all it's all eventuating to something yeah you know it's like yeah, you know, yeah. it's like all, all that seeking that we we're talking about of earlier course. you know it's like and I gave everything to that to that performance, man. Too much. Like when I listen, it's like way overexerted and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like going up the road, and it's like the shittiest sound in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. And like br- you got to bring bring the aggression. Bring the. <laughs> they put a few shows on there. I remember there was like a. Excuse me. I mean, there's like a rugged man show or something put on there, and they all generally had really bad sound. Kings upstairs Kings opened for that, didn't they? Master I think so, Ace upstairs, and that was a good show. Was that good? Yeah. yeah. Was it what was that art like? Did Ace come back later on with yeah. Marco Polo? Yeah, right. Ultimine was on that same bill, and um, I was so fun. Were they night still because around? They played, um, what was their main one? Uh, Give it up, yeah, yeah. They played that, Give and the up. sound just wasn't good for that one Ooh. song. Oh. I couldn't even tell it was the song until I went right up to the stage and heard the verses. I went, fuck. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was a good place. I, I've only I've only been downstairs, man, and it's like first impressions last. I'll have to like I'll have to revisit it and like <laughs> see upstairs. <laughs> yeah. But what but, happened with Deadbeats? Deadbeats, um, Deadbeats. Just too many, too much. You, well, too you, many chefs you, in you, that what kitchen. After that e- was it an EP? It was. I think it was before the EP. It was before the EP finished. It was over before the EP was even done. (laughs) Man, it was like, it's like what made it tore it almost. Yeah, it's like you can't. What made it so good? Yeah, ruined it. Like you can't have. Like it was definitely a for. Like I, I I always bought like uh, a real aggressive thing to like stage performance like because it was always an outlet hip-hop's always been like an outlet for me from like what i was saying earlier like with the 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 penning thing was like penning aggression and getting and getting that out even though like i don't have aggression as much anymore it's like still you you bring that and so like that was that was kind of foreign to me that being such like a um you know it's like because when when you got egos with everyone egos like when if Often, like an overinflated false sense of ego, is an indicator of an inner insecurity. Mm. 
Mm. Um, if you're not feeling, it's like the ones who are like pointing the fingers at others. I'm not, I'm not talking about deadbeats here. I'm just, I'm just saying in general, when, when, when you got someone who's like really like, you know, tries to prove to everyone else that control over everyone else has that ego trip. It's often indication and it's indication that something like there's something missing inside or something that they need to address within. And it's like, you can't, you can't judge or, uh, well, I can't judge or like blame or pick fault or say like anyone's wrong for like going through, you know, it's like the, the mind, man, like yeah, the mind yeah. and its insecurities. Like and I also being that age exactly, and, you know, getting yeah. the attention you guys were getting here in Brisbane, yeah, being that age. And, and, know, yeah. and then like hip hop, hip hop is a hip hop by nature has like substances in it. Yeah. That's, that's like, that's, that's just a given. And, the thing, certain environments make certain people certain what There we go. Certain environments make certain people certain ways. And when when you're in a product of an environment, sometimes you old habits die hard. Mm. Um, and I think like it was great for what it was. Like the like there was so much more music that was recorded that wasn't on that EP. Yeah. There's I've, I've still got. I think there's like twelve songs I've Fuck. got. Really, Day, Days has got the hub. Day, Days has got like because yeah. he was he recorded all of yeah. it. So if he's still got access to his old computers, he's got he's got because people would go around to Days and lay a verse, and like someone else would go around and lay a verse. And occasionally, yeah. two would go there and lay a verse. Or like on on a, like it was really hard to record when everyone was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. um, Trevor always called me like the RZA of the group. The way it was like because I was a bit more calm and stuff. Um, I think Butter really came into his own in in yeah. Deadbeats, like with with especially on his Raise Hell, the Raise Hell verse. Yeah. Um, but like if if you've got like if you've got that many flammable liquids in the same enclosed space, <laughs> yeah. forcing them to like yeah, be yeah. be reactive in order to get a to get yeah. a combustion. You're, you're sure to get some form of combustion. <laughs> yeah, it's only yeah. going to last for so long. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like, you know, making the comparison between Deadbeats and 750 or Deadbeats being like the younger version of 750 in that, you know, short period, I think, is it raining? I think that, I think it's seven, rain. well, I mean, 750 kind of managed to function because we were, I think, largely friends before the music and Word. it wasn't so much ego amongst us. Like, you know, it was like we knew our roles in a way and then we all oh, sort of strove to be, you know. You know, everyone was trying to attain the level of a lazy, you know, really, or just that skill level or whatever, even like Oath or something like that, you know. I, I, I don't know. I can't explain the lazy. Lazy so, for me in the early days reminded me of Alfie Langer with the Maroons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was Fucking like a team player who'd kick like that goal. That, yeah, you man. Know, little general, like, get it yeah. over the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Always, always. <laughs> still to this day. Still, man. still, always. Um, Dead beats, I think, like... I think we all needed deadbeats. Every yep. everyone in deadbeats needed deadbeats because we all needed to assert a certain um, a certain whether it's like dominance in the scene or like to 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 affirm it in ourselves or like you know it's like it, it, when we were at the studio it was time that wasn't being spent doing something else probably more destructive or whatever. So yeah. it was like it was good to it was good to come together and build, but. Um, yeah, man, I, I wish more of the songs had it gotten out, and especially uh, there's one, there's one track, and um, Chuba Chuba gave us a beat that me and like it was meant to be everyone wrote to it. Um, me and me and Trev had a verse ready when um, 
I don't know like who what like why the other verses weren't ready, but me and Trev had a verse ready. Um when we went and met Sam, mm. we teed it up with Sam. Like we we recorded a track with Kings. Mm. Um and like they they're they're true professionals when they oh. when they step in the booth, yeah, man. Dude. Um that that track never saw the light of day. Um but it was like it was two of my favorite Kings verses, man. Like yeah, yeah. um Probably like every next verse I hear from those dudes are my next favorite verses. Jumping back to 06, um, when uh, 07, when eviction notice was getting made, when um, like because we we met we met the kings at uh, like one of the bar burlesques, um, even though we're on the same bill, like that that night when we were on that first bill, um, culprit tore through that last night battle the the battle that was on the last yeah, night yeah, yeah, yeah. he just he just tore through it man i i haven't seen someone so concise off the top as yeah. as, as yeah i had him do it on fat tape one day and i was blown away yeah. Written. yeah yeah and that's like and he bought like round after round up and it's like get off this thing whoever uh, don't don't, ju- don't like, bother. <laughs> just don't bother just let him rap give him yeah. the time he came and did a session with jane macker Couple months ago, and yeah, afterwards we had a bit of a freestyle together, and I was just like, "Fuck you, I can't even." Uh, really? Freestyle, dude, like, it's ridiculous. You yeah. listen to those dudes, like I, I don't know, like with me personally, I kind of listen to like you know local artists differently to how I listen to US artists, and maybe I shouldn't, but when I listen to Kings Connected, and you There's know, no like, difference, man. like yeah, I listen to them like they're US artists yeah. almost. It's just like wow, yeah, they have like, that yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's insanely like it's 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 fascinating how like. You know, like how every time you hear a culprit verse, it's like, it, it's like, it seems like it's just the same words that we all else, all the rest of us have, but he just uses them Used. in a completely different, like, he yeah. just, it's like, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and he'll use some like weird, whew. obscure mafia references that always catch me just because I like, you know, I'm big, I don't know, I'm big then sort he'll of. He'll like throw an old football reference in yeah. there and like, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> and it's yeah. the simplicity too, the way he writes. Yeah, There's yeah, space yeah. in it. It's, it's. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, going back to evidence, it's yeah. not about where you put your words; it's where no. you don't. You know what? Mm, evidence. <laughs> um, um, like the uh, the thing I was going to mention was like that when uh, on eviction notice, um, I feel like we took it, we started taking it really seriously the night when they when when Kings Connected came in to record mm. eviction notice. Yeah. It was like a week night, and we we were we weren't like. We weren't hitting our verses in one take. We we were recording. We were with Sam. We were like, it's a bit of a, like going like, oh, try it again if we think yeah, we can do it better tomorrow. Like, yeah, yeah. Bare essentials. Is that the joint? <sighs> yeah. Bare essentials. Like, yeah. um, Dizzy, my mate, our mate Dizzy on the beat. Like, that man, that like one take, just boom. Like like the 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 the, ver- the verse the culprit put down first. Like that's what you hear on the album. Yeah. Yeah. Just as like. In, like um, we we that was foreign to us. It was mm. like, you you can do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can yeah. you can know your verse that well to like and like with without the page. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, damn. He had it. Like we have to step our game up. And then like we we also were we had we were able to get clinic on the album as yep. well. Yep. And the first take of that was over a way different sounding beat as well. Bare essentials always sounded like bare essentials, but um the kings the the clinic track sounded a lot different at the beginning which which happened a lot with eviction notice it like chopped and changed through the course of it um fight on sounded different music's me sounded different mm. um we are adverse was originally like um finton mcgee okay um the, you know really the, yeah, yeah if you know yeah. i i had a my, i i substituted my 
like my, my verse on my, my out solo on um, on the album is called Thank You and it's a track I wrote like the night of the Brad Strut show at the Waterloo after some bullshit happened and I was like reminiscing on my childhood and stuff and it's like first verse um, is to dad, second verse is to mum and like um, before that became my, my track on eviction notice, I had a track um, called It's Only Begun um, which – was was is now the beat which is is it goes on which mm. is the last the last track on that and it was me me and Finno me and me and Adverse and like he his like verse was like so like he had this ability like weaving it was like um, I remember hearing that he rapped he, I think Sam Hillcoat told me that he rapped for his ability to weave landscapes with his words was like uncanny he, he did he did with words what he does with, with art man hundred percent yeah. and uh, it's like. A testament to a true artist you change you change the media yeah. in which they express themselves and you get just the same yeah the same level um but but yeah, that's but, a good point man, yeah. the, the kings the, the kings changed our approach to it because it was like we gotta we gotta take this seriously i think uh, man, and, and you know yeah like i think they kind of changed my approach to things like i remember when i heard trails to the underlayer i was like Man, like, you know, I, I felt like I had to be sort of more meticulous with my rapping or maybe with my content or something like that, like after hearing some of that shit and then what they were doing following that, like, you know, yeah. Mathem I'm mathematical, man, like that's because because another real big influence for me in my early, like around. Can like, I hit that shit? Yeah, man, for sure. Go. Around, around 09 was Jest. Oh, yeah. A influence on Russ too. A hundred, man. Like, and, and, and shouts to Jest, alcoholic author. Yeah. <laughs> Son yeah, of the devil, corner wine into water. Space cowboy, I drink whiskey with George Jetson. Like so I, I reckon, like the majority, like the majority of that era MCs were influenced by, like, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but influ in, Infinite influenced a lot of people. Yeah, Eminem's first one, Infl Infinite. Like I know, a, a, like at least in my circles, like I, I hung with like, and um and and jests, jests stuff like the high know. plains drifter shit. And all yeah, that. man. Like and yeah. and like Li Liquid Diction was one Did of the you first ever hear tracks. Did Water Torture? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Tommy Evans featuring yeah. Jess. <laughs> wow, what a fucking song. Man. Um, like he does, uh, man. Like. It's and, and and like Jester just recently put out a track um over a pitch ninety two beat um called State of State of the Union. Okay, I haven't heard And it. he's it's like it's like maybe a month ago, it was just when COVID started and like it's it's so motivational to hear like one of your biggest uh inf inspirations and idols like still killing it, still yeah. slaughtering yeah, that's it. That's what Chester appears like, hey. Still man. killing it. Like here, watching, watching, or, or like watching trials on live on, on trials on his live, like playing out the beats and like going, like watching trials, like make, yeah. make his, like you know, going live for like fifteen minutes and churn out like four beats. It's like, man, that's inspirational. <laughs> yeah, like like my, one of my favorite Jess lines is a line that I used on a song fucking years ago. But man, and it's off that um, water torture joint. And he goes, "I decapitate whacking feet rappers at a rapid rate. Either take cover or run like the clappers, mate." And like you sample that on, you yeah, sample that on one of yeah on on a song. We use the acapella and fucking one but of like the best phrases to cut ever. Oh, but the whole fucking and verse. The, the it's it like you can just take bits and pieces. Well. Like it's just fucking and it's flow, 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 flow. It's meticulous. It's like it's 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 not broken down into the bar. It's broken down to the syllable. It's it's kind of like that infinite Eminem era approach. Like it's almost si syllabic. It's like fucking boom, 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 and boom. There's another joint on that alcoholic author 12 called Nightbreed where yeah. every verse from that is like that too. It's got Kaiser on it as well. And you can cut 
any one of those lines yeah. it works. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Just and crazy classics from dudes like that, eh? Yeah, man. That's why, like, like as one of the early ones to support Young Gun was, like, like Essa mm. was, like, because him and Jess did, did a number of tracks together and stuff. Like, he... He was a mad storyteller, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Essa, was good Essa yeah. I never listened to that dude. Fuck um, that Weez, no, I say. That era was Harry Thank Love. Like, oh, Harry Love, Harry yeah. Love Harry Love on the beats. Yeah. Dusty vinyl. Yeah, I think Harry Love. Nah, was it Harry Love that did Water Torture? I don't know, but I fucking just that Water Torture. It's just a joint that always stands out to me. Um, music like, in the corner, all that shit. It's funny, man. Like Ooh, slippers, ten pound bags. Yeah. Those fucking oh. going like. Because Wu Tang, like, like, as I said, the W was like the first one. Like, like going back to that, going back to that chamber when I was in the when I was in the Rockley markets. And yeah. saying, so I'm saying, um, when I was in the Rockley markets, um, I wasn't going to go to the first Ghostface gig in 2012. Mm. Um, yeah, and, Ghostface gig, wasn't it? Did he come again? But actually, no, no. The first one was 09 when you guys supported. Yeah. Well, like, there's probably. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 I wasn't going to go to the second one at the at the arena, the one with Chino XL and and MF Doom, um, and my dad like because I was working, I was working like night shift. Um, and my dad said to me, he's like, "Well, if you like the artist and you know you're not sure when he's going to come back out, you might as well go because yeah. you know you're always going to be tired from work." But you know, so like he talked me into going to that gig, and it's like I'd broken up with um, a girlfriend at the time. She was at the gig and like fucked with my mental at the beginning, and like um, like Trev got into some shenanigans at the start of the gig, like and and he, he didn't he didn't see the gig out, and it was like it was like just a whole lot of conflict going on and stuff, and like Ghost mid set was like. Yo, yo, we're gonna pay respect to like you know, the fallen soldiers right now. We're gonna take it back to the first chamber to you know who knows protect your neck. Who knows who knows our first joint? And it's like crowd went nuts. So like, we're gonna we're gonna pay tribute. We're gonna get two MCs up on stage. Who knows Method Man and Old Dirty Bastard shit? And it was like yeah, like you know I I I couldn't think of the start of the verse. A guy jumped up on stage. He said the line to Ghost. He's Ghost. Like man, you don't know this shit. Kicked him off stage. A second guy jumped off and like couldn't. He was like too drunk to stand. Ghost kicked him off. Third guy jumped up in like a button down shirt yeah. uh, dress shoes and like weird looking motherfucker goes like man look at your shoes man like you don't Can't look like a fucking accountant on stage <laughs> you, you, you don't know ghost verse get off um then then the guy who did method man's verse sam mm. um he 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 jumped up and knew, knew the words so ghost is like all right we got meth who knows dirty's verse and like i was in the crowd and i was like what the hell is the line like like you know like come on baby baby come on <laughs> First, and like, yeah. I forgot first things first. Like, stuck my hand up, and like, I like, it was, uh, he came over like my side of the stage. Um, he that at that gig, he had like he had like Killer Priest there, yeah. and and yeah. like a couple of other members with yeah. him and stuff. Um, Trife the God or something. Like yeah, that. I think so. Like, yeah. and it was like a real short, a real short dude up there with him as well. Don't know. Who like at the first gig had danced with my sister on stage because they got girls up on stage, and my sister, my sister was the first Macintosh family member to go on stage <laughs> with a Wu Tang member. Before. I'm not, I'm not too, not too proud to admit that. You, you got this jamie yeah so <laughs> as long so, as she didn't wind up backstage with the fuckers. no 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 i mean she, she i was i found her afterwards <laughs> yeah 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 exactly drag her the fuck out of there uh, you're not going back you here you're coming no killer bee no fuck no. <laughs> they, they on the swarm i hear <laughs> um so 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 like so ghost is like point, pointed at me like 
but he saw me mouth and like first things first get up here man get up like and i was doing qigong at the time so like like in work and night shift i was like practicing jumping all through rockley markets so like i kind of like was at the it was at the arena like i got onto like the they had that barricade mm, at the start mm, and there's mm. like a meter gap between yep. that and the stage yeah <laughs> two two foot like standing <laughs> frog, <laughs> frog jump and ghost is like no shit. He's like, what's your, what's your name? So what's your, what's your name? I'm like, Duckets. He's like, Duckets? I'm like, yeah, like Duckets, like, you know, money. He's like, word? <laughs> you know, cash rules everything around me. <laughs> he's like, no, daddy. And he's like, you know, the, you know, Dirty's verse? I'm like, first things first, man. You're fucking with the worst. He's like, you got this. And so he's like, yo, make some noise for Sam and Duckets. He's like, if they're making noise, do good for him. But if, 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 they're make, if they're doing good, make noise for him. But if they're not, boo the shit out. Encourage them. And I, man, I was nervous. And it was like, it was funny because it was like, that was, um, it was surreal, man. It was like, like Wu-Tang up on stage, like Ghost was there, like, you know, like the arena is different because like there's like 2,000 people in yeah, the arena when it's packed venue, people yeah. up top and stuff like yeah. um and and like Sam did his verse like you know nailed it and like I got it like I stuffed up a couple of words throughout the course of it like because I'm, I'm critical of myself so much like I stuffed up like in in the second half like the, the the last half's a bit questionable, you know. Mm. But Ghost Ghost didn't like make him boo. He like, but you owned man, it. Yeah, you got up there and oh, rocked it's, it, dude. It's an amazing bit of footage. Yeah, man, yeah. it's on YouTube. You can yeah. go fucking watch yeah. it. Go to Ten yeah. Ducats. Yes. Um, go it's to his YouTube ducats. channel. Ten Ducats. Ten Ducats. <laughs> go there. Subscribe. Subscribe. And um, man, check this footage. And you fucking own it. You jump yeah. on that stage. Like, and man, comment, leave a comment below. Dude, you even like, <laughs> you, man, you even like drop for the crowd man. and shit like that. Like, you own that yeah. shit, dude. So like, so like, after the first time I got off stage, it was like. I grabbed his towel like there was heaps of towels that were like Ghost had a towel and like he'd, he'd thrown it like I, I grabbed that towel off stage um, I had I my those fucking uh, white towels man yeah. they're everywhere yeah. any overseas act that comes yeah. they get towels they like the, white towels. dopest linen like yeah. promote it local promoters get us some towels stand up the towel like draped down to his ankles oh for real make hip hop we need more towels um like after, like I went over to the merch stand. And I had my towel, had my Wu Tang shirt on, and like I stepped to Ghost, and I was like, you know, like, you know, man, like because it because it just happened, like um, it was he was the last act, and like that was one of the the last um gigs of the uh, sh uh songs of the of his of his set, and like I went over and said thank you, and like you know, like I, I've learned a lot from your music and Wu Tang's music over the years, and um. I was like, I'm studying, I'm, I'm, I'm studying Qigong at the moment. Mm. And I'm, the reason I'm doing that is because of one of your lyrics from New Wu, where you're like, I flow with the energy master Qigong. Like I didn't, I didn't obviously imitate him to his, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, got, yeah, yeah. I got some tact, but like uh, I said that. And he's like, yo, yo, you, you really, really listen to your lyrics, huh? <laughs> he's like, you want like, and I was like, man, I, yeah, like, I, like you've inspired me, man. Like I'm gonna, this was like, this was before I met Rock Tuck, before I met the Harry Krishnas and yeah. stuff. And, um, and Rock Tuck gave me this same information later this year. And Ghost is like, because I was like, yeah, man, I've got, I've, like, I'm saving money to go over to like the Wudong Mountains. He's like, oh, Wu-Tang Mountains? I'm like, no, the Wudong Mountains. It's like where the, where they study Qigong and all that. He's like, oh, whoa. Um, like I'm trying to save money to get up to go, to go learn about that to like, you know, he's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, check this. Like, God lives in your heart. He lives in my heart. He lives in the heart of every one of us. Nurture that. Be aware of that, and 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 try to try to serve that in others. And you you'll never go astray. <coughs> you you won't need to go over there. You need to you need to go over here, over this and that. Be doing this, and it's like, 
It was crazy, Jules. man. Because like in the yeah, man, he dropped a gem on me like in the middle of a, a hip hop gig, and and um, one of the, like one of the um, it, it might have been it might have been Trife or whatever. Like, Yo, man, you want to keep talking to ghosts? You got to you got to buy a you got autographs ain't free, man. You got and <laughs> Ghost like looked at him like. Man, he was just on stage with me, chill, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we kept talking. He's like, he he he's just said, yeah, like you know, like, um, yeah, like that that he dropped that jewel and was like, sort of, you don't you don't need to go over other places. Like, you can find it where you're at because because it, it's everywhere. It's in everyone. Like, you know, what you're looking for is in everyone. I was like, holy moly, like oh, damn. And then yeah. I eventually bought something. So the other like like the other guy next to him would like sort of I, I bought one of his mixtapes and <laughs> yeah, but the ghost signed my shirt, signed my um thing. And thanked me for, I mean, I'm like, o o D, I was like, a son unique is one of like, like there'll never be another like him. No, he's like, he's like, he's like, word, word, you know, like my brother. And like, we, we had a good, like 10 minute conversation. Um, and <clears throat> then two years later, <laughs> yeah, woolly mammoth, like ghost face coming to Brisbane. Well, what did A-Son Unique say? He's like, Wu-Tang, Wu you know, uh, the, air is the air is contaminated. Wu-Tang is like the rain. We just come in and we clean the air. Our job is to decontaminate the air while while we rain. And, you know, while we rain in the air, going to be clean. And we're talking about the Wu-Tang and it's raining. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, like, two years later, I'd, I'd, I'd like, that, that going on stage with Ghost, man, like, and like having that conversation, him him dropping that, and and then like later that year, Ruck Tuck being like explaining that in the Vedic um, philosophy, in there's the the term Paramatma, Paramatma means the supreme super soul, and that is the consciousness that lives in the heart of every living being, like grass, people, giraffes, mm. you know, everything. Like no matter no matter what, it's like there's, if if it's got consciousness and it's growing and it's life, then it's 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 got it inside yeah. of it. Yeah. And and that was essentially like in 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 different words, like what goes the, the, yes. the same gem. Yeah. Um. In in 2016, when I when I when I did my shoulder when we we're down in New South Wales, and I stayed on a Wollongong Buddhist temple on the way back with my mum, and I was like, you know, offering my prayers to like Buddha in 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 the doorway and stuff. Um. In one morning, like a monk, a, a, a monk, she came up and she said the same thing. Buddha is in the heart of. She's asked me what I did. I said I work at a restaurant. She's like, I always remember this. Buddha is in the heart of every. And you know, like you serve everyone mm. as if, as if it's the Buddha, and mm. you know you'll you'll never go. It's like the same lesson, like yeah, three yeah, times yeah. in the course of three years. Yeah, it's insane. And um, and then and then 2014, Ghostface came back, um, and played at the Woolly Mammoth like by himself on a solo gig, and before that gig got, got shut down prematurely by like too many girls being on stage and too many drinks going up on stage with the too many girls on yeah. stage <laughs> and then drinks and equipment mixing at the start of that night sam was at the gig that same guy who played method man in the first <laughs> i went up to him and i was like meth he's like odb <laughs> i was like man you know he might do it again like and like, like we, we, we chopped it up before that, but, and, and like through the course of conversation, I was like, you know, he might do it again. He's like, you reckon? I'm like, yeah, man. He like, who knows? Like, like yeah. if he does it again, are you ready? It's like, fuck. I'm like, are you ready, man? <laughs> <laughs> and, and cause at the Woolly Mammoth, the gig's like, um, the, the, the stage is about that tall off the ground. Mm. Like if you're, if I'm standing here and goes, is like five foot three, um, mm. no, he's like 
five, uh, five, seven or whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, if, if I got, I forget where I'm Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Refer to the video. Yeah. I was in, like, after I spoke with Sam, he went up to like that side of the stage. I went up to this side of the stage and sure enough, after, after he did the Can It Be Also Simple medley where he does like, he goes, plays the start of that as a sample. Yo, we're going to take it back to first chamber. Who knows our first, and again, like. Did the same thing. Did the same thing. And the difference this time is like I've had two years of like going over like that last four bars, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like I felt like 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 Russell up there, like, yeah, man, you ain't doing my joint right, man. Do it again. (laughs) Do it again. What? 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 (laughs) So. Did you get up there? Yeah, man. Really, you got up there for a second fucking time. Second time. You're like, joking. The, the 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 more live one that you've seen, how like I was. Is that the second time? That was the second time. Oh. Um. And because I was like, "Fuck you, own that yeah, shit." That I didn't hear a pre- stumble. It was in premeditated. Really. <laughs> and you're in a Wu Tang shirt. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, and um, like, I went there. Like, I had my work boots on. Like, um, I had I came from work. Like, I I don't know how the woolly mammoth let me in. Mm. I, I had like King G work boots. That's I come from Rockley. Hole, mate. They let fucking anyone in. They let you in in a fucking <laughs> sack. They don't give a fuck. They're, they're just like, yeah, lend them to the security after you're done. We we don't we can't pay them for their boots. Um, but like, yeah, Ghost Ghost was like, we're gonna do we're gonna go into the first chamber. We're gonna who knows protect your neck. Did you go straight up that time. I, I put my oh, hand I'm right up, man. Like, Did he remember you? I'm ready for this. He gave me a look. He's like. He kind of like was like, and 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 he's like, "What's your name?" And I'm like, "Duckets." But I suppose he does they, that shit all over, all the, over world, the world on every yeah. fucking stage. Like, yeah, but and and yeah. he's like, when I said duckets, he's like, "Duckets." I was like, two years ago, man, you came with Chino XL and Doom. Like, this is like the gig, the gig atmosphere, and I speak softly, so <laughs> I probably didn't like get it all across to him. But, I see you hugging it out <laughs> with him in there, man. I was like, well, this happened two years ago. Like this was before we before we started, and Sorry, he, and he's like he's like um, I was like we went up on stage. I mean, like I don't, I don't know him. He doesn't know me. We went up on stage with you two years ago, mm. and he's like turned to the crowd. He's like, yo, so apparently these two dudes used to be in a crew together, and this is like they reunion or something. So let's see if they still got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then like that's and and then on that like you can see in the footage like because I was like man I I need to. I need to make I need to make up for the first. You fucking do. And um and you see um who was it? Sheik Looch is on stage with him. Oh, that was the fucking D block, the Woo block. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Sheik yeah, right. Looch. Ghost and Sheik. And 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 I'm like up the front, like sort of. I'm like, man, I gotta, like, I I got this is the second chance. So I was at like, the front doing the rap hands, like getting moving with the crowd. And you see, at one point, Sheik kind of gives me like a little tap on the gut, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. full back. Full yeah. back soldier. Yeah. <laughs> Full back. Yeah. He comes over to me. He's like, man, man, I just like let meth get his shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then afterwards it was like, like that when, when ghosts, like afterwards it was like, you know, it, uh, you hug it out, man. Yeah. That felt, that felt like five minutes. It was nuts. And we, we didn't speak. We didn't speak after that because the gig shut down prematurely and like everyone got ushered out and Ghost was annoyed at the girls spilling the drinks on the stage and stuff. But and so there wasn't the time to like go to the merch table yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like I walked by. I think it was, I think Corfire was next, was, was, I think she was next. Like she can, she can say whether I'm right or wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure she was next to Ghost on the way out and I was just like, I said peace, and you know he's like, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, those those two moments changed. Like after that, it's like I don't I don't care. Like 
no one can listen to Wired Weird, man. If they don't want to, it doesn't take anything away from it. If if I'm on stage now, it's like, and I'm at a Harry Krishna festival in King George Square or in Surfers Paradise, or I'm at a gig, you know, at the Flaming Galah, or if I'm at the convention center, like let's let's bring let's manifest that into. Yeah. If, when, yeah. when I perform at the convention center, <laughs> yeah. Even, yeah. even if no one's yeah. listening, yeah, it doesn't matter because it's like, like ghost ghost and woo were like such a huge thing to me and it's like secondary to like secondary to that gem of wisdom that he dropped on me it's like i feel like i've got i've been accepted by like someone who like influenced me coming into it no, no other all other all their other opinions are secondary you, you require know? you require no greater validation than, than yeah. fucking than that not yeah. not not to, not to say i don't i don't have like deafening insecurities that continually are like my music ain't, ain't. Mm. so i mean fuck bro i mean that all leads us to where we're at now you know you took those jewels from ghost and you're fucking you know applying them to life and the wired weird movement you've recently hooked up with like no one network they're working yeah. you know you've wrapping on some nerve production kyle you know kyle golly's doing a lot of your videos man tell us about where it's at wired weird is like i think you pointed it out you like the play on words mm. that's mm. what that's that's all it started as for me was like the seeing the same words <laughs> it's like the same words different spelling yeah, yeah. I was like, same spelling different words rather and i was like I'm a word nerd. I love yeah. I love words. Um, so the wired weird last like I was pretty unmotivated like musically like me and me and butter shouts to butter. We 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 made a album together over the course of like 2012 to 2016 um, called making tracks. Um, that that was the last body of work that like I was part of before wired weird. I had piece of paper that I'd recorded, but it kind of just like I haven't. I haven't brought it to fruition yet. It's like it's it's there, but it's like I feel like I'm past it consciously. Um, and I've also got a, little, a sneaky little um, project that I'm slowly, slowly working on with Dantes um, that I, I've I've been labeling perpetual. Yeah, yeah. But that's 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 like a that's a slow burner. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, I really look forward to 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 writing to those beats. Um, Wired weird. I met I met Pete Gardner last at the start of last year. Um, he he's the one who mastered the duct tape yeah. back in the day. Uh, he was also part of Optimum. He was the one who would play, he'd, he'd play the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. He had the dreads. Yeah. They used to record Peter Beatty. Yeah, uh, Peter Beatty. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Pete Gardner he he started working up the road in a studio from up the road from Govinda's. And I saw him at work one day in West End. And I was like, "Yo, Pete, you know, had a catch up." And he's like, "I'm up the road," and Bef just before that, I'd bought um, a beat from Trials, mm. uh, the Once Again beat. Yep. And I was like, before I did that, I was like, it was always just like getting beats from someone or making them myself. And it was like, I had never purchased a beat and, and never like committed like something that I'd worked for to like getting. So I was like, that was a big step for me, you know, because I'm like quite miserly. I'm quite a stingy mm. duck. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so like... <coughs> After that, and after like I like I took that beat, and like to to the studio to um, like recorded it with Pete, and it turned out really like it turned out like this is I really like how this sounds, you know. It's like it, there's so much more dynamics in this beat than than just like making it. I, I wasn't I was trying like I tried for like three or four years to like make 
become a beat maker. It's like yeah. I, I'm, I'm a word nerd. Stick to yeah. stick to your strength. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. there are people who are strong in beat. Yeah. So like, uh, that, what, mate, getting that getting that beat from Trials um, was one of like the smartest things to like inspire um, the creativity. Um, and then um, I love how you said on the nerd beat too. I don't know anything. Man, that that like, you know beat. that's you with a kind <sighs> of even more modern take again. You know, like yeah, I. I, I don't listen to much music nowadays. I'll be I'll be straight up apart from my own stuff. Like like Sean P said, like I, I like me some Sean P though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I yeah. listen I listen <laughs> me to some duck I listen to some duckers. Similar to evidence, you have flourished in your solo state. Yes, yeah, thank you. As in a crew, I I feel like I needed to go through the trying to find the voice in the crew to like appreciate just being like, look, man, you're obviously like a too picky. With every crew you're in, it's like, man, you're a picky boss. <laughs> you need to like, you need to say something, what you need to say, you know, it's like, and it's like, all right, like I need to, I need to do this. And it's like that, that gig when Helen Earth, shouts to Helen, Helen Earth, Shads, um, Dank Zappa was DJing that night. No one was on the bill. Um, shouts to all no one, shouts to Golly. Um, and Nelson Dialect and Must had their album launch that night. It was in Win Lane, like the uh, right after the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never been in there that night. I was sick. Um, that night was the first night I ever met Golly. I thought he was he was taking photos. Like I uh, I didn't I didn't meet them before the gig started. I just did my thing. I went up to like a fella who looked like Must Volkoff and was like, "Yo, Musty, magnetism's dope, man. When's Nelson getting here?" He's like, "Yeah." I don't know who Nelson is. And later, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I've got a thing for spotting people's doppelgangers. <laughs> um, that night was the first night I met um, Helen Earth, um, Shads. First night I met um, No One, met Kyle. Kyle was taking photos up on the steps of the No One guys while they were doing their set. And I was like, I'd just finished my set and I was like doing, doing the same. I was up there with my camera and stuff. And actually, no, Helen Earth was on after me. I, I, I was up there and I, I was really blown away by like the energy that like the no one fellas bought because like they just they just had like Nerve just bought his little um, SP404, I think it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and he just, I was like, I hit him up beforehand. You got, <coughs> have you got, are you going to have like Serato there? He's like, man. And the 404 is great. I'm, for, I'm not bringing uh, a turntable. Yeah, you can queue up your tracks on there and. Play it through and do your little edits and shit. Yeah, that was him. Little, scrub, eh? Yeah. Um, like and like, yeah. Like Scrub was there, Mesk was there, and Smack was there, and then Nelson and that killed killed. They they tore the tore the non-existent roof off that place. So like after that, like I hollered at Golly um, when I saw like one of their clips that came out. Um, I got in. I like we got in contact. Like I I kept contact with him. I got the photos that he was taking that night um, and sent him a couple. I took. And then, I, like, I hit him up, like, man, like, I would would it be possible to do a clip? You know, like, I, I'm inspired by you guys. Like, you guys are really, like, pushing forward creatively, creatively and, like, you know, I one of the things I always wanted to see in Brisbane hip-hop was video representation. Because that's, like, one thing I miss about the early days is, like, there's yeah. no videos to back up what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. These guys are, like, stepping with, like, They've got logos. They've got like the, the sound qualities, like up to scratch, like top top notch. You know, like the the videos like creative, and there's a consistent stream of videos. And yeah. then you go, I, I went back and like looked at all the no one ciphers they did, and like just filming in the houses. And it's like, man, 
that, that if I had a camera, <laughs> yeah, like I wish I had, I wish I had a camera because like they're they're kind of like they're kind of coming up in the hip hop how I wanted to come up, right? Mm. And it's like so so working with Golly changed changed the course um, of of where I was at. Um, that first we we filmed once again first we filmed Lost My Mind second even though Lost My Mind is the one I dropped first in mm. the, in the forest. Um, I opted for like yeah, going that was crazy. Yeah, like a paranoia. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. It's dope. Um, so like what, what after after I, after I got this trials beat, I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna get the beats from the producers that I'm I like that I've most liked. Like like the, the you know, and there's the producers that 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 I, I really like the beats of that I haven't got beats of, and it's because I'm still, you know, trying to. <laughs> Get into the get get out of the red a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. But like, <laughs> Sesta trials, like the oars sound like he hearing hearing their catalogs. When you go through their catalogs and you hear the different elements of the funk oars sound mm. in in the way that they both make the beats and stuff is like. Like I didn't know how much I loved the funk oars sound of of, of music yeah. until after it wasn't there, you know. Yeah. And yeah. then when you go to the catalog, it's like, yeah. man, I love this sound. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. And it's like I'm definitely like, if you buy a beat from someone, like like if I if I was to if I was to purchase an Insidious beat, which if you're listening, you should definitely do this. You should most definitely do. Uh, that's like buying a piece of your art and putting it up on my wall. It's like people have no problem buying like, you know, like what what does Banksy pieces go for now? Like or if you, if oh, you buy a Sophos piece, it's insane. Yeah, think, yeah they're invaluable. <laughs> buy, buy an artist, buy a producer's beat. If if they're if they're making an amazing beat, buy buy their beat because that's like putting your putting that painting on your wall. Like you we, you need to support. You know, it's like if someone's bought like you know x amount of dollars for speakers and like the gear and like you, you buy that and you go to the time it's like in and, and like mcs holler at them like you know what i'm saying like yo yo let, let us work together and um and you can get the you can get the respect from like working with me you know it's like we, we both benefit it's like don't don't do that if if you respect a producer reach into your pocket and you know what i mean like and a lot of them are a lot of a lot of them are like reasonable and they'll they'll come to the table and like be like yeah i'll you know like come to some agreement because everyone's everyone's a bit short of money but uh, trust me like if if you do that if if it if it can't turns out anything like what it was for me you res you respect what you're doing a little bit more you know what i mean like if if you get something for free like rock Tuck taught me this back in the day if you're on the side of the road giving lemons away you'll have no one Second, you put like a really cheap price on those lemons. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have an entire. Yeah, you know what I mean, like you respect something if you outlay something that you've Certainly. worked for. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so why weird is that? It's it's got it's got um trials. It's got Sesta, um on the production. Um. I got I got a whole lot of Uncle Sam beats. Yep. It was a really really good investment that I made because he's. Where's he from? Perth. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, I thought so because I'd seen the name around. Yeah. Shouts to Sam. I man. knew he wasn't Brisbane. Shouts to Trials. Shouts to Seti. Um, Sam, Sam, like he, I heard him through Complete because I, I, I saw the Immunity video that they did. They put out this video Immunity and it was like shot in double speed and like halved down. Yeah, to, yeah. to get like I oh know shot it shot in slow speed and sped up to get like the the jittery sort of effect. Um, I hollered at Sam through you know, direct messages and was like. Um, yeah, like checked out the catalogue and um, it turns out like we're born on the same day. We're both born on the 1st of March. Mm. I was born in Perth in Subiaco, huh. 
back like back back in back when I was when I was born coincidentally <laughs> um but yeah like we're not the same year but we're, we're born on the same day he he came over recently for um the complete tour and I'd I'd said to him if you're ever on tour if you ever come over to the east side of Australia like we got to do a video clip because he films video clips as well with drop shot drop shot media and like when he came over for the death rattle tour mm. the one that just went down um we worked it out I got the month wrong I thought it, I thought it was March uh, February it was March that were coming so like it was almost not going to happen but then um yeah he, he messaged me on the day like yo man we'll get there at two went in like so one of the clips like one of the next parts of why it weird because we're up to part five what the next two parts are both sam uncle sam beats an Un uncool sam uncool i should sam, say yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to be an uncle sam. uncool sam um i had the pleasure of meeting with him and, and we recorded a video clip um around west end and the story bridge area um that one's called the border that's um and it's got my my sister's actually singing on it uh, she's not a she's not a she's not known as a singer or yeah. anything she she heard something when i showed her the song yeah. and was like but from she, that moment she hit that stage with ghostface and the rest of the world <laughs> hey, hey, was ghost over with <laughs> I see ya, I see ya. she was ready for bigger things mate <laughs> Man, she, 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 she's she's yeah she she used to play piano and she still does but she used to play it a lot when she was younger and she can like hear hear something and and replicate it like whatever that's called by like playing it by, playing ear. by ear yeah, yeah. so so if, i think like because she's got that she heard the notes in like she heard the guitar notes in 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 the sam beat and um basically just said the same words of the chorus but like half the half the time and it sounded awesome and like then like i was like holy moly like we got we got another element to add yeah when me and sam recorded it, it wasn't with her vocal in there we we recorded i wasn't able to get in there before so we put the vocal in after otherwise she would have been in the clip um, and like, it was just, it was an honor to work with Sam on, on that. And, and like to then have my sister, you know, it's like when, when, when you work with people like well, not work, but when you, when you create with people who are close to you, it just, it feels good. Right. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, um, so, and the other, the other clip that I'm about to drop from Wired Weird is called conflict, um, which is sort of just about like, um, a ref personal reflection on my, I listened to conflict today. Yeah. 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 Direction yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I, I I've got to go back because I I went through a bunch of songs. Yeah, but yeah, I no, I listen to Conflict. Yeah, um, towards towards the sun was last night. Wow. And uh, there's one called Stop the Killing, which is like my little activism moment of yeah. police stopping yeah abusive. Stop being certainly. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but um, pertinent but, to the times. Yeah, stop being fucking cops. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> conflict. Conflict is like it feels funny at the moment to consider dropping it because what I talk about in it is like, given that there was certain continual argumentative moments in my upbringing, it's like it became almost like when I go into relationships, especially like if, if I'm dating, arguing feels normal. Yeah being comfortable in conflict and when it's not there creating argument to make you know it's like you know what i mean like if mm. it, it felt it felt normal so it's like 
leading to being like self-destructing, uh, self-destructing relationships and them not working. And the girls being like, why do you always want to like pick a, like, why are you so argumentative? It's like, so I had to like write that as a song. And it's like, so that was comfortable in conflict or conflict. I, rec- I, I we, we filmed that with um, the AV club and yeah. Kyle and shouts to Hugo, shouts to Vaughn, shouts to JT, um, all of the AV club, man. They're like really like inspirational um, yeah, I think what they're doing is inspirational. I think, man, just yeah, this little hub of creativity they've created. I don't get Cole back on here, man. Yeah. Man, him, him, him alone would be go, an incredible. Oh, one. with our family me and Travis spoken about. It. I want to go visit his little studio at some point. I haven't been there. Yeah, Con- conflict at the moment, given the current circumstances that have happened over the past fortnight. No, yeah, the, the climate socially. Yeah, like I'm. I just don't feel like. I don't know. It might just be my own uh, self-doubt talking, but I just don't feel like at the moment it doesn't feel right to put out my own self-expression relating to that in the current climate mm. because it's well, almost, a struggle. It's almost we, like uh, yeah. I mean, at, what like who, who am I to who am I to yeah. be complaining about <laughs> conflict when like people yeah. have to deal with it on such a yeah. more violent, more physical level on a day-to-day basis? Still, it's yeah. like. So I'm, As of recording this podcast, we still haven't even dropped the first episode. For those listening that have made it this far through this episode, like we haven't even dropped our first episode back and we haven't done that largely for, based almost solely on what is going on out there at the moment. And I personally don't feel like it's the right climate to be launching this podcast in. I just feel like if you have a platform, you should be addressing the issues that are going on out there. You know, we exactly. all broadcast, we broadcast this music, this podcast off stolen land, off stolen, you know, like, and it's, yeah, I've, I've, you know, uh, hip hop culture is black culture. Despite the self doubt and that, that inner dialogue, there's also been like a tremendous, like even, even, like, because I, I always speak to people about like what what's going on in my head and stuff and like, unanimously it's like you need to put it out because there are people who might get a benefit from it going through some personal stuff Mm. that might not be you know it's like like doesn't take away anything from what else is going on but it might it's like if there if if you put that much if if it comes from a place of therapy the music or comes from a place of like self-reflection and if you've learned something from like the experience in the past and you you articulate that into words putting that out can help someone in a similar position and that like that's been told to to me a number of times recently like because i've been a bit like what do i do do i put it out do i hold it off and um it's like even though inside i'm like i I don't it doesn't feel right to put it out it's like people are saying like well maybe it's bigger than you (laughs) you know it's like maybe there's there's people listening in who you know, it might not be getting what it is from somewhere else and they're hanging on that. They're, this might just be me ideally creating it in my head and they're, they're not waiting for well, it, I mean, but I, there might be. I don't know. Everything is bigger That's than us. It's all me. bigger than the individual, but it starts with the individual. Right. You yeah. know? And, and, I mean, fuck, dude, on that note, I think, you know, like it's been an honour having you on this podcast. And 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 And... and, and if like and 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 if if you if you're experiencing it, if you're an individual and you're experiencing it, and and we all are at a core base on a spiritual level interconnected with the oneness, mm-hmm. guaranteed someone else is experiencing that too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or it's like is it is feeling that, and it's like 
damn, man, like we got to share all those perspectives for the, the diamond to be seen again, right? And this is this is the point of these conversations, man, to share them perspectives. Right. You know, like, fuck, dude, I appreciate your time, man, and I appreciate how unique uh, a conversation we've had this evening and it's been a fucking honour, Duckets. Yeah. I, love, I love being invited in and I really am, like, grateful beyond words for, like, just the hospitality and Thank you. facilitating my ramblings. No, dude. <laughs> and listen to anyone. Um, to anyone listening, head over to Duck Ten Ten Duckets One Zero Duckets D U C K E T S. Find him on social media. Find him on YouTube. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. Stay up on the Wired Weird Movement. Yes. Um, man, it's all out here. It's all happening. Hopefully, we can. And give, help, give, help. Me, give me some like, give me some feedback as what you think's going on with Wade Weird as well. Like, is it is it the same person? Is it is it all in my head? Is it is it happening in a tangible reality? I wanna, I wanna let's let's start some let's start some conversations. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy the interactivity you bring. To <laughs> <me>. <laughs> I love it, man. It, it 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 inspires me to do more of it. You know, um, I think like. I don't know, man. Like any, any, like we, we, we need people. We need everyone needs to, like, it's it's weird to say. It's like you just need to do you. Just it's just do you to the fullest because you're only you and no one else can be you. And we're just made like the whole universe is made up like millions of yous. Millions <laughs> of yous. So, so so just be you to the fullest, and that's you're never gonna go astray. Like and there's the fucking title of the show: Millions of Yous. Duckets. Beers, beats, and the beers. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, find us all on social media. We're out here. Thank you.